Johnston, like a monkey in a zoo. Just like one. I'm not actually one. I'm similar to one. You listen to Russell Brand on BBC Radio 2, and here's your host, Matthew Morgan. Oh, look at that little jump in there. Did you have a little jump in, Matthew Morgan? Why are you so confident today, co-host Matt? Silly song you have to open the show with. Uh, actually, it stitches together brilliantly with the new structure of the show where I mentioned I went to Monkey World in Dorset last week and uh, became very much the king of the monkeys. A bit like that bit in Jungle Book. What, um, have you got your monkey? Have you met him? You're not allowed to take it out of there, which was one of the chief cons of the monkey adoption scheme, is you're not allowed to take the monkey out. That's a kick-off. You ain't yeah. allowed to go and touch it. You aren't the only person that's adopted that monkey. Limitless people have adopted it. And say that monkey that you had had enough resources, they wouldn't just continue to build that monkey's status till it lived in a palace. They'd let some other monkey have some straw or something. I goes, my money is for Charlie only. Have you? No, none of the say, other monkeys. I bet there's not even one called Charlie. There is actually, mate. You saw it. Yeah, because there's a program called Monkey Business and now it's called Monkey Life. It's often on uh, like Animal Planet or Discovery Channel. It's really good. But actually, everyone, donate money to Monkey World in Dorset because it's bloody good. It is worth it. No, because they're all do? rescued monkeys. They've all been Where? rescued. What, in England? No, but i let a few of them go. <laughs> i keep a couple up in my loft. Dancing cabaret monkeys. Look at their shapely thighs. Dancing cabaret monkeys. What have you got in your eyes? Dreams! I think, Matt, that a lot of you... I've got a photograph of me as a three-year-old kinky I look and I'm having my photo done with a chimpanzee on a on like a beach somewhere that's disgusting I know well you should and see you what we're doing donkey off a church tower in Spain <laughs> I did to tell you the truth I invented that custom <laughs> they just used to do harmless donkey rides I said hey I'll tell you what spice these donkey rides up let's take it right to the top of a tower give that donkey a shove see who's tough as stands mirrors the donkey plummet into his tomb <laughs> so hold on what show we've got coming up for you Radio Two listeners. I've had we, too much caffeine. Of course you you've clearly had. have. I actually haven't had enough caffeine. Matt goes, it's too much like crack, that caffeine. I say it's not enough like crack. I say it should be scored on street corners. I say it should be made illegal. I say it should be like in New Jack City, which is a film I once saw and allowed to influence the way I felt about things. We are live. You can text us on 88291. You can phone us if you want, but it seems actually, I always say this every week. Have we ever had a phone call? I mean, the people I'm sure phone, Nick, our insomniac producer, doesn't put the calls through, does he? Well, um, I think What's they the get weeded out by a system. Weeded out. Out they come, out come the vulnerable. That is how genocide starts. You weed things out. Now, just let anyone who rings put them directly onto the air, <laughs> you stinking fascist pig. Learn from the <laughs> lessons of history. Uh, you can call us on 0500 288 291 and where you will be weeded out. You can email <laughs> russell.brand at bbc.co.uk where you will be weeded right out. Out. We've got some spectacular things coming up on this show. Listen to them. You probably don't know any of this because you don't do any research. Well, check out well, this. I've read this running order that's appeared for the first time ever. Yeah, well, Matt, we're doing things a bit more professional these days. Noel Gallagher's listening to the whole show. He told me, I spoke to him on the way here. He said, he's going to listen to the whole show like that. And he boasted about forming a conga on Ogmany or something. Ogmany yeah. was up in Edinburgh. He said he formed a conga. I've never his, his proudest achievement, but then a quick <laughs> listen to one of his albums will tell you why. Later on on the show, we have got Noel Gallagher, perhaps, unless we've irked him. We've got David Icke is coming on this show. Not He's not actually going to come in this room because he's in the Isle of Wight, which is where we're going to be next week, Matt and G. I remember Noel Gallagher said he once went to David Icke's seminar. He did, didn't he? He told us that. I went to a seminar. 
He did say something like that. Yeah, he was all into it, I think, wasn't he? Yeah, he said he said some good things and then he went a bit mad. And I think Noel Gallagher said that he went there wearing women's knickers and saw the whole thing as erotic well, cinema. Does. Any seminar he goes to. Any seminar he attends, he, he calls them... June. <laughs> June, and he calls it a seminar because it turns him <laughs> he on so really much. makes really bawdy comments and has to get thrown out. <laughs> Hello, yeah, don't get many of them on a pound. He, he shouts calls the like way through. And even when they're actually making a speech, you're... Speech! <laughs> speech! Speech! <laughs> Childishness of it all. Right, we are going to live in this studio that we're in now, and to we're prove it's live... live no, shut up, I've not finished the sentence. That right. was, a, that was a, a subjunctive... That was a, what was it, a subordinate clause, and you butted in before I finished the clause. There's a few buttons, you know, I'm buttoning in this way. Tink, 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 tink! Speech, speech! Tink, 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 speech! <laughs> we are going to break a Guinness World Record other... Stouts are available. We're going to break a world record here on the show. We've got quite a lot no, of options. No, we're going to attempt to. No, we're going to. We're just not going to stop till we break one. Here's the options we've got. Fastest speaking. Look how much caffeine I've had. I can crack that. It's something like 263 words of uh, Hamlet to be or not to be speech. I think uh, 263 words in a minute or something. Like that. I can kill that. Yeah, but there's easy. people who do that for a job. Yeah, well, I do it sort of as a job, don't That's I? That's true. So there you are then. So why can't I have a record? We're good enough to go down in the record book. Something from this show will go down in the record book. Perhaps the most shoddily assembled <laughs> radio show in history. <clears throat> also, right, so Ike's coming on. Yes. I'm willing to, Ike. On the phone. Ike's coming on the phone, but next week, when we're in Isle of Wight, I want us to actually have Ike round and have Ike on the show. So that's really been nice on, to him. Is it not a bit scary? What if he starts to believe you're a lizard? He won't believe I'm a lizard because he knows I'm part of the revolution. He'll be well up for me. How would you know? Because saw... I'd know I'm not a lizard. What I'd know if I was a lizard. Little green tail you've got. Oh, God, yeah. The base of your spine. Well, what about all the evil doings <laughs> I've been plotting? Hey, listen, though, uh, don't mock Ike's theories. I'm not going to mock Ike. Him. I'm scared that he... What if he, you know... N labels me... Yeah, because, uh, like, you know, he's, I'm not saying anyone's going to... I don't think people are lizards, basically. So if he thinks some people are, yeah. then what's to stop him thinking you are? Because I'm so nice, basically. That's why I won't fall in a lizard yeah. category. What else would a man-lizard <clears> do? Walk what? around kicking things over. <laughs> well, give himself away. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to my lair. I've laid these eggs while my wife did, but I keep them warm in the autumnal months with my silky tummy. Matthew, stop. Listen, don't get into that territory because he's got a lot of good ideas about revolution that I want to discuss. Of course he has loads of them. He thinks everything's oh, a big coup, doesn't he? He thinks the old cake will have been hypnotised, which we have by media, like this media here, except you this is revolution. You are part of the media. Yeah, but I'm the best bit. If you think about it, though, and I, I'm the best <laughs> bit of the media. I'm the highlights package. Uh, also, we're going to... Hold on a minute. Yeah, they will be doing our jingle race war. Because yes. remember, it isn't a competition, because competitions are illegal. That is why we're doing our jingle race war, our jingle hate crime section, where people have sent in jingles and uh, we listen to them. Right, and Matthew, I there was one jingle once that I heard. I can't remember which it was. It might have been for Pin Pin or Gay or something, uh, one of our brilliant items, and that was all right. <clears throat> Other than that, I'm not... I don't think the standard's high enough. What do you think? There was a brilliant one last week. I well, your one? Um, is that what you're no, there was one we at? all agreed was good. Yeah, where is that? I'd like to hear that again if it's it available to us. It was quite sort of Ramonesy, I think. Yeah, it? right, and it was short enough to be valid and useful yeah. as a jingle. <laughs> a lot of our jingoists, if that's the word, are quite indulgent, aren't they? They're sort yes. Of quite overlong. Why did you say yes, as if to imply that they've learned this overindulgence from me, the godhead of the show? Because I think the ones you like are when mm. they repeat your name over and over again. They are the ones I like, yes. Now, what is your point? <laughs> what is wrong with you? Why have you victimised me? What have I ever done? 
done to you. We're going to listen to Morris's new single, and on Morris's new single, on the cover, Matt, and oh, you know, you're on it, are you? No, he's wearing a West Ham shirt, which can only be a secret message to me. Doesn't uh, he support Man City or something? I think he likes United, and so Is him he? wearing a West Ham shirt is, can only be a coded message to me, star of his new video. Which is what I am if we get round to doing it. Hmm? You and Morrissey, lizard boys both of you, (laughs) trying to take over the world. We're not actually lizard boys. I'm going to tell Ike. Ike's not going to believe you over me. Ike will view you very much in the mould of Wogan, a cynic, an unbeliever. <laughs> well, <laughs> not laughing with you. Do you remember that when Wogan did that? Of course I did. I watched it on the telly the other day. I watched uh, this uh, thing on Google video called Was Ike Right? And it be like, he guess here's some things he predicted. He predicted in about 1990, between 2000 and 2002, there will be a major attack on an American city that will cause all disarray and stuff like that. And he predicted the New Orleans hurricane. And some did he? Yeah, honestly, he did. Yeah, well, he, he said did. there'll be a hurricane There's going to be Orleans. a hurricane in New Orleans and it will cause a uh, loss of faith in the American government because the way it's handled, it will cause civil unrest. It's so what like is that. he, a seer of the future now? <clears throat> I don't know. We'll ask him when he gets on, mate, wouldn't we? But if you don't keep dicking around saying stuff about lizards, why don't you just have a glass of tea milk and listen to your old dad? <laughs> right, we've got a lot of good things Hang on, I'm talking up. about Wogan. What about this passive-aggressive note in the studio? Wogan, whose studio we use, has got a passive-aggressive <laughs> note. It left. must be to him. It, right, go on, Matt. What does it say? If you change, if you change the resolution stroke display settings on the PC, please change them back before you leave the studio. This is more important than it sounds, Terry. Thank you. You <laughs> good. You should know better. Damn you! Maybe, you've made a mockery maybe of your Terry Wogan's going a bit blind, like that man in Great Escape who can't, who like puts the pin on the ground. <laughs> right. You think Wogan's so, like, going that's blind? That's why he's putting the resolution. Why would Wogan go blind? Oh, there we are. Just change that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he is. I don't think Wogan is going blind. I'm not saying he is, but I think Wogan's got 20-20 vision. Unlike you, turning up here with a chessboard across your chest, you look absolutely preposterous. What were you wearing? Hang on a minute. You've got a little jogging top on, like a little viscose top with a chessboard across it. It's mod. Great big baggy trousers. you know, two-tone. What are you? You're in the scar now. What is this? (laughs) It's just a new top. Yeah. Now, let's talk about what you've got on your feet. Let's talk about what I've got on my feet, because if it's these new boots, which can only be described as spectacular... They honestly, honestly <clears throat> look yeah. like calipers, with the metal bits taken. I like calipers, and I certainly like these new boots with you, buckles down them. PC bum kisser. <laughs> uh, evening all. Hello, 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 hello. PC bum kisser here. <laughs> Mind, there you go. <laughs> Listen, these are bloody They're awful, mate. mate. They, Westwood. So, what? so it means they're brilliant because they're Tim Westwood, not Vivian, <laughs> as you might have assumed. Honestly, they're Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle boots. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles didn't even wear boots because they lived in the sewer. Oh, no, that, well, their teacher, Shredder, did. Shredder didn't even wear boots because he was a karate expert. So get your facts right. Well, what? They are just User. awful, User. <laughs> User. Later He's got on, so be- many buckles up them. Yeah, you buckle out. Buckle out. Can you <laughs> ten buckles up your boots? So what? They don't match your body. Someone's a bit buckle jealous. So you better buckle off, son, because <laughs> the buckles are here to stay. Why don't you shine up my buckles with your chest ball you to... jacket, buckle hater? Why don't do you... be a buckle hater, because I'm a buckle player. Why um, do you have to do the buckles up, or is that just uh... you've got to do them up? It's actually a bit boring, yeah. And they sort of and underneath it is quite a, it's quite a soft material, so you have to like hold it in a place, and then you worry about this whether the seam straight you're doing up the buckles, buckling it all up. It's like strapping someone to a stretcher because the buckles go across it. You now if you have to strap yeah. someone to a stretcher, it's like that, St John's ambulance it's or something. Like, um, they look like straight jackets, but for your feet. 
Yeah, and that's how I think of them, because sometimes I've got crazy dancing feet and I could just dance out of here. I could snatch Wogan's snippy notes and dance straight out on the street. No, I don't like them. Have your stylist seen them? Uh, actually, she bought them. So no, she did She bought them and she sent them in a... But she sent them on a bicycle or I something. Bet she went ahead of you. Thought, oh, Russell's going shopping. Saw them. Thought, oh my god, he liked those. <laughs> bought them. Went to the coast to throw them in the sea. <laughs> and you bumped into him and went, oh, Shannon, <laughs> oh, what are they? Oh, buckle oh, boots. Look at those. They're what Han Solo would wear. <laughs> oh, let me strap them on. Who's going to be my little Wookiee? <laughs> look at them. Forrest Gump had them. Hey, in the beginning. Whoa, whoa. Hey, don't start on Forrest whoa. Gump. Whoa, back up. Beep, beep. Back up on Gump. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right there. Okay, so yeah, we've got Jingle Race War coming up. And also, here's some things that I mean to condemn Matt about. Uh, Matt's got his voodoo doll teddy bear now. It's Finally, been delivered to the studio from lovely fan Amanda Middleditch, I think is her name. That's an interesting medieval-sounding really name, isn't it? Middleditch. Hello, Middleditch. I see you've bought a farthing with thee. Well, then the curse is lifted, my lad. Something like that. She's bought this uh, teddy bear. We've all got them. No, she made it. She made them, didn't she? Yeah. She's got one, I've got one. Top floor window. Yeah, you did, Matt. And since then, I've been wearing calipers. Happy now? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Amanda, Amanda, thank you. But uh, let me tell you that Matt has not gratefully received this gift. Rather, he uh, thinks it's a voodoo toy. And the accompanying literature that she sent, she uh, fashioned a magazine showing the teddy bear in different scenarios, much like something that once happened on a soap opera and a common practical joke where a gnome is stolen from a garden, taken to various locations, photographed there. She's got the uh, Matt's teddy bear in all I'm sorts of different. I'm playing a piano, I'm in a bar. Very different from your own life, where you'd simply be slumped in the corner of a lap dancing club, weeping. That, if it had done that, it would have been. It could have passed off as a documentary. Tears of joy. <laughs> Tears of sweet, sweet victory. Shut up, you're in lap dancing clubs more than me. I've been once. Perhaps, and Matt, I'm... because of the charity work I do there, well, liberating do I dancers. There? I've liberated over two. <laughs> <laughs> but go free, have your freedom. You're free, now come round my house. <laughs> that's it, that's it. Continue dancing, but this time for no money. <laughs> These Amanda Middleditch things are called uh, Hairy Hugs. I dare say there's a website involved. Hairy, yes, there is, Hairy Hugs. But Hairy Hugs made me think of a sort of a... I didn't much care for it. No. It made me think of a coconut muff. <laughs> you should read the back of the bag, Pusty. You should read the back of my legs, mate. See what I've got writ up there for you, son. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> Nothing does, because the world is actually arbitrary. Now, why don't we listen to this Morrissey thing? Then I'm going to tell you a bit more about Monkey World and why you should support it, and why Daniel Johnson's song, Like a Monkey in a Zoo, is inaccurate, because he says, I'm chained to the wall, I've nothing at all, etc., etc. What he doesn't say is, I uh, do a poo in my own hand, sniff it, then push it onto a post, like I saw Did a monkey do. Yes. I saw that happen. It pooed, it squatted, it pooed into its own hand, sniffed it, looked like it was going to eat it, then pushed it onto a post as if it was an artistic protest of some wow. kind. I enjoyed that. Do you think it was copying your actions? Well, as a matter of fact, Matthew, it was I that suggested that course <laughs> and commissioned the piece. That so, um, Daniel Johnson song does sound like a little chipmunk. You said it sounded... <laughs> <laughs> like the one of the chipmunks has lost faith in the other two. Drinking out of a brown paper away. bag. <laughs> Alvin would be... Simon, the... Alvin, I'm not me anymore. <laughs> a lot of those chipmunks and a lot of cartoon characters are forced to perform beyond their natural jurisdiction, Matt, and so it's quite likely that some of them well, will break away. Type. 
past, don't they? A lot of it's very hard Danger for the mouse. chipmunks. Danger Mouse, for example, has never worked since. And I think joined the Ku Klux Klan as a result. Fell into the most horrible drat. racism. Drat and double drat. Okay, let's listen to this Morrissey song, which I like to believe is dedicated to me. It's simply called That's How People Grow Up. That's by Morrissey. Let's listen to it now. Go on, Matthew. Turn up the song. Oh, this is the radio. Welcome back to some radio. You're listening to the Russell Brown <laughs> Show. That was Morrissey. What is your problem with Morrissey and his new single, Go and Get It? That's how people grow up. What's wrong yeah, with you? a little bit. Whatever. Don't be indifferent, mate. Especially not for someone... It's interesting that you uh, received a bear from a company called Hairy Hugs when your hugs have recently become less hairy on accounts of you shaving down your pubic region. Don't do an indifferent shrug. I've seen Let's your... discuss it. Your little knoll. Your little <laughs> grassy <laughs> shedded knoll. Oh, knoll. Yeah, knoll. like a knoll. Yeah, like you've got a little shedded wheat mound there no, now, have I've got a lovely bit. Well, let's have another look. You said it was itchy. Give us another butcher. It is it. itchy. Shaved it right down, didn't you, your pubic mound? There it is, but just... I've trimmed it. I tidied it up. It's not like it's bald. What like done... yours. It's <laughs> like <laughs> action, man, down your trousers. <laughs> it certainly is a lot of action. Man, it's a lot of action. What about your nuts? What did you do for those guys lately? Well, I took the guard off and mm. promptly slashed them open. You slashed them? <laughs> you slashed your set well, open? I, I just I took the guard off and tried to sort of uh, you trim. You your guard like off? Like shearing a sheep. If I've taught you anything in life, shape. Matt Morgan, it's never take your guard off when you're self-shearing. <laughs> now, give it a little dip and go back to work, yeah? No, um, it was painful for a second. I've got a little cut little there. nick, isn't it? Little yeah, nick, it's it just gathers just, up. You know, in your bathroom, you've got a beard trim and you've done your beard and you think... Mm, what now? Oh, well, what now you know? for me? Yeah. Where now for this trimming sensation? Well, what's next, may I inquire? I've got no other areas of hair. Perhaps Not like you. anus. Hey, don't... What do you mean? I'm beautiful. You've got... Dickhead. <laughs> I'm a lovely person. Look at me. I've just got some hair, delicate lines no, of but it. You've got leading chest, though. I've got chest, though. Yeah, got but nice. Five. Look at that. People love all that. Yeah, I know. I'm always, always appreciative of the Tom Jones rug. <laughs> <laughs> Look at it. Get your head in it. Put I your, don't want to. I'll tell you what. You ever feel insecure in life, mate? Pop your head on my chest. You'll be right as rain uh. in no time. And I'll pat your little bum bum for you. Oh, Robin Williams. <laughs> <laughs> it's gorgeous, it is. in my mouth. Look at you now, though, with your, your daft mound. What have you what? done to yourself? Just look at your mound. It's gorgeous. It's alright, hold on. Just to say, William Blake, what a great poet he was. Uh, Larkin, apparently he was a bit of a depressive man, in spite of, like, uh, my name is thought that uh, Larkin would be a wonderful, uh, a wonderful thinker and a beautiful romantic soul, but what he expressed in his poetry was not indicative of the way he lived his life in the main. He was sometimes quite humdrum and dull. It's only through his poetry that he expressed the artistic Larkin. aspect of his nature. Philip Larkin. Well, yeah, well, but I mean, still a great all... poet, wasn't he? Incredible yeah, uh, gymnast of children. the old lingo, wasn't he? Don't, yeah, they F you up your mum and dad and all that. So, okay, now back to your mound. Stinking mound. To your mound. Never That's has a mound caused so much controversy since Lee Harvey Oswald's <laughs> murder of Kennedy. It's the dirtiest mound <laughs> since Ask the Ike 60s. about that, he'll probably never shut up. Look, I, I intend to embrace Ike very much to my hairy bosom <laughs> and give him... Hairy hugs. Give him some of tip milk. Show us your um, nubbin. Well, actually, because Nick has brought in people that were initially described as work experience from Panorama, but I can now see are simply attractive women, I don't think I will do, because they'll be, you know... Who's 
Yeah, who's what do you mean? them on Panorama? Yeah, Panorama. Hello, now on Panorama. Now on Panorama. A couple of That's lovely it. tarts. <laughs> <laughs> We've bought in a couple of sorts. This is all very serious. <laughs> Make the tea toots. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Morgan is a dirty sexist and a homophobe to fuck up measure. Here's some emails. We've got one from Lucy, little Lucy, she calls herself. Where has this obsession from monkey, four monkeys arisen from? It seems to have occurred since you're on Have I Got News For You where a monkey government was suggested. Ike will later on say we could do a lot worse than to have a monkey government, he'll say, but he'll be being pithy. What we'll, we'll have well, is... Haven't we already? Hey, we've sort of got a monkey government already. Look, don't, because Ike will be listening and I want him to know I'm properly right behind him. There's no point No, I believe in UFOs because I've seen them. Yeah, and oh, actually, there's been a lot of UFOs. Because you didn't let me say that on the radio show before, did you? Don't say that on the show. People think I'm mad. Not while you're shaving your rug down, peering out That's looking in the skies with your ball. What's that for a landing pad? You're waiting well, for ET have, to turn well, up. I might have a little barcode or something under there. They'd <laughs> fiddled with me. <laughs> No, um, there's been a lot of UFO sightings over Christmas. That's it? Very interesting developments. What do you mean? Well, I just mean that. The sun. There's been a lot of UFO sightings. Yeah. Well, this is it. Probably You've this seen is one, the revolution. You? One I came in your that, bedroom. Yeah, as a child, a green glowing orb did appear in Uncle my bedroom. Uncle UFO. <laughs> 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 Old Uncle UFO. Beam me up, Botty. Etc. Etc. We've all been. That's actually a sun headline, which I criticised when it actually happened. So uh, the reason I've become obsessed with, I've always been obsessed with monkeys. I love monkeys. I'm right behind monkeys. I think we should all get right behind Monkey World down in Dorset. They rescue monkeys from all over the world. I went down there. I was really looking forward to meeting Jeremy, who is the uh, head keeper, and I got excited about it. Right, that goes like when I was in the gift shop. Right, making quite an extravagant lot of purchases because obviously it goes to Monkey World. You've got a nice little thing from Monkey World. Don't worry about have that, I? mate. Yeah, of course. Have a little monkey suit now, so you can have a normal amount of body hair. Rather <laughs> than the, the bald mannequin you'll be presenting to your lap dance lovers, I'll get you a little ape suit. Go on about my lovers. <laughs> my <laughs> harem is my business. Your harem, that poor gaggle of sods, <laughs> huddled together like a bunch of Chinese refugees in a tomato lorry. Poor cows, <laughs> a lot of them. No offence if that was offensive, which I'm pretty sure it was. Um, so, yeah, I like the old monkeys. I love them. So, like, when I was down Monkey World, I was buying a lot of stuff down the gift shop, right? And, and the woman goes, yeah, I'll tell you what, we can get you to meet Jeremy and Charlie. That's my favourite of the monkeys, right? And I got a bit excited about that. And she goes, well, and they walkie-talkie to Jeremy. And I thought, oh, he's coming. So, and then what? On the, the Jeremy's monkey. not a monkey. Oh, right. Jeremy's a man. You fool. <laughs> I just thought they were humouring you. We'll get, monkey, we'll get Jeremy on the blower. <laughs> Hello, Jeremy. <laughs> oh, yes, we've got a banana for you. <laughs> got Russell as well. <laughs> He'll be thrilled. Uh, yeah, go on then. Well, because uh, I got excited about the prospects of meeting Jeremy the Human and Charlie the Monkey, there was a memorial for the great Jim Cronin, who uh, opened Monkey World and sadly died last year. There was a memorial sort of charity box for him. And I like, thought, right, because they're doing this kind thing, I'll make a... what I could Sizable. Sizable donation, Tenor. right? Ten pounds. Twenty, Matt. Twenty. Oh I went all right for God. twenty. I put it in like, but it was a quite a little thing. Also, like, look, I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed to admit this. I bet I know. What this I is. wanted them to see, see that I was making. So you just the, wedged it. Oh, just put that in. Yeah, there. and it got wedged in the top of the thing, right? And I put that. The woman was still talking, and she hadn't seen that I was making this sizable donation. So I started tapping it down with my wallet, but, <laughs> but I think I made too much of a show. She went, "Oh yeah, no, that that is very tight, that lid." And I think she used the word tight. Cause she was thinking I was tight, making such a show of handing over the twenty. 
quid, sort of banging it in like it was a ten. Yeah, well, I bet other celebrities go there and hand over big checks. I'm the only, uh, I'm the only celebrity they've ever had. They said, "Oh, we've oh, had people yeah. that's passed it before. We've never had anyone who's current like you." They said they loved me down the Monkey World. Oh, what if there's someone listening who went to Monkey World a month before you? In that case, now described as passed it. Well, I, it's not my fault. I don't work in the gift shop. That's, you're going to take that up with Barbara in the gift shop. She's the one who's condemning, I don't know, Mark Knopfler. <laughs> Forever it has been in there, monkeying around. Right, and then I went off to meet Jeremy. Jeremy never even turned up. He was just some other lad. And then, like, and I go, can I see Charlie? Charlie was in the back room. I couldn't even see Charlie. I thought... If I could get my hands back, back on that score. Playing cards. <laughs> he, was out, he was out the back, yeah, beating up a prostitute, apparently. <laughs> right, he wasn't doing uh, that. What conditions do they live in? Well, you know, normal, like a normal zoo, really, so they don't get mucked around too much. They can do what they want. They've got quite a lot of room and scope. They've got really big pens that they live in and, like, big outdoor areas they can swing about. It's really good there. I recommend you go there. You'll have a lovely time down there, Matthew, especially now shave of body hair. You probably won't be dragged in as an inmate. Here's another email. It says, uh, hello, it's from Paul Clark. The media is evil <laughs> and must be rectified. That's why I'm taking media for GCSE to sort it all out, says young Paul Clark. I say... We should celebrate Chris Morris. Yeah, well, we should celebrate the great Chris Morris. Um, as a jingle, why not have someone whispering Russell Brand? Oh, yeah, metal like that. Russell Brand. Uh, Russell Brand. Don't, that's closer. actually a phobia of mine. Come close a little. It's very cruel what you're doing. Yeah, right, little naked nub. What's cruel, though, is what you've done downstairs, mate. I've defuzzed. Dirty devil. Here's a. Uh, this is from Stacey Scott. Uh, subject, Ike. They're not lizards, they're reptilians. Ikey will have to pull you up on that one, Russell. Reptilians, yeah. then. Sorry, That's all those different alien things. races, isn't it? The reptilians. There's the greys. The greys. The Nordics, the I believe, Nordics. is some. Yeah. Yep. Um, who else is there? Uh, Howard, Doc, Sneezy, <laughs> Jason Orange is one. <clears throat> I don't you know, you know, there's a lot of different types. Nikki, P.S. Talking of Wogan, what was the name of that weird little antique expert boy that came, a transsexual, James Harris, James Harris came, uh, Lauren Harris. I have, have you met him, her? Yes, I have met her. She's lovely and a right laugh. Uh, oh, here's a message about turtles. The leader was Splinter, not Shredder. Matthew, Who's Shredder? Absolute idiot. Shredder? Shredder's <clears throat> someone. I think I don't know, type breakfast or something. Right, come on, this... The baddie. Shredder is the baddie. Out of what? Turtles. What, Splinter and Shredder? Were they brothers? I don't know. Why do they have such similar What's names? One a rat. Rat, yes, yeah. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> doing all sorts of mimes over your shoulder. He just mimed the rat by elongating his own facial features into a cone. No, Not he physically. Didn't actually, pull his face long, did he? Well, he could have tried, couldn't he? Why are you always trying to pull it on my creativity? We've got Ike coming up. We've got Noel Gallagher coming up. We've got our jingle competition. In fact, I'm entering it because I don't think the standard's high enough. Now, here's my entry. Matt deserves the thing there. Put in a wax disc. What? How <laughs> are you going to enter it? Right. If you just step aside. <laughs> Make a jingle. Where's my sellotape? <laughs> right, let's put together a lovely jingle. For all of... Right, here's my jingle. Oh, right. right. Now, when talking of Pin Pin, Matt, what do you always claim that you are? When we talk about Pin Pin, when Matt... The original victim. Yes, you do claim that you were the original victim of this Pin Pin. This is tenuous, because I've read the name why... of this clip. It's not tenuous, Matt! the word original in it. So, hold on, but think of this as a jingle, right? This is my jingle for, like, say this is, say we've got a new item, Pin Pinning, where people talk about where they've been Pin Pinned or where they've Pin Pinned someone. By the way, I, myself, Russell Brand, was Pin Pinned in an NA meeting. Someone came really? up to me in an NA meeting and went, Pin Pin! And Pin Pin me! With a pin? With a hypodermic needle. So, I, mean, I, was, <laughs> I was very upset, but glad of the heroin. No, that did not happen in an NA meeting, and I asked the person that Pin Pinned me if I could to say that, and they said, yeah, go on, I'd like that, because they love the show, obviously. Did he stick a pin in you? Pin 
<laughs> yeah. You're laughing about it. Well, I like it. It's the nicest feeling in the world to be pimping. <laughs> and the fact that you considered it bullying shows what Jezebel you were as a child. <laughs> what big Jezebel you were! You know, not Jezebel me. means prostitute. Yes, it does, Matthew. And that's exactly what I'm implying. So, Matt Morgan, the original victim. You didn't pay me for it. <laughs> You just stuck a pin in me and was did off. it for free. The worst <laughs> kind of prostitutes there are. Ones that can't even cope with the admin of the most basic tenet of the oldest profession in the world. That you charge money for sex favours. So, right, in honour of Matt Morgan, the original victim, that's why I've brilliantly now making up on the spot this jingle just before the show goes, get a bit of OG original. Right, so this is like, right, Matt, so, oh, but is, is the sound already dipped for it? Like, or have I got to just talk over it? All right, leave well, my mic swearing, up. It? There's no talk, there's no oh, swearing, but I'm going to have to adjust it. it as it's going on. I'm be wow, dubbing it live on the mic, yeah? Amazing. All right, all on the mic, all on the mic. This is me, Russell Brand, all on the mic. Okay, go on, play it in then. Here we go, ready? Yeah, this is my entry for the jingle contest. Tell us what, well, not jingle contest. Test, I meant Jingle Race War. So let, let us know what you think of my entry to the Jingle Race War. Go on, drop it in. OG, original victim. Victim. Oh no, Matt M. Original victim. Matt M. Original victim. So right, let's pull it out now. Absolute rubbish. Brilliant. That's a work of art. I've never seen. Look at the people in the gallery. They're overjoyed in there. There's people weeping. The woman's been sick in a bag. She's not been sick in her bag. That was a vomiting of tr sheer naked triumph that You're we saw. Rubbish. There. Floundering rubbish. Hold on, this oh, track. I've got a brilliant idea. Yeah. Ready? <clears throat> oh, right. No, let's have a second chance. Uh, everyone deserves a second chance in life, don't they? What about our producer, Nick, bowling here, bold as brass, going, here, I've got an idea for a documentary. You go and meet Rose West. Oh, yeah, don't great. Don't blow the idea. <laughs> go and meet Rose West. Wogan will do that if you don't do it. Wogan's not going to meet Rose West. He wouldn't be out to see her, would he? He can't see the poor sod. He'd be staggering around the uh, prison. His uh, big glasses. <laughs> He'd have a go at her big Westy cocks. <laughs> oh, can I have a go of your Westy cocks? <laughs> groping around on her knockers. All hell that. will be let loose. They're like um, snooker players' glasses because they, they're high, so you can look down. <laughs> yeah, so, oh no, that's not. I just thought such a funny joke that we can't do. I'll do it when we're doing the jingle thing. <laughs> but I like, imagine why she would need snooker player glasses. Don't to say I'm not doing else. it. I'm not doing it. And right, ready to wrap. Right, okay, let's go. All right. Jeez. Matt M, original victim. <laughs> look, I'm doing it live. All right, start getting stuck in. I can do it. Better, I can do better. Away, right, play to... someone else's rubbish jingle to put this in context, right? <laughs> put on one of the other jingles. Right, who has it? Read out their name. Do it properly. James Vagnetti. Do James Vagnetti. Vagnetti. Number 36. Look at you peering around like an old lady. Baffled you are. Right, 36. Here we go. Go on, like granny with an iPod and chat. <laughs> oh, where's this big girl? What are you doing? When I tried to pour water earlier, for a bit of a laugh, I was going to offer the, the, the dashboard thing that Matt presses the buttons on, some water. He goes, don't do that because you're clumsy and you will give it water. If you poured water onto that... It would be glad of the drink. Imagine the passive-aggressive note. <laughs> Could you not, Wogan, cry tears of regret into the dashboard? Was if it you called are an over-caffeinated lunatic, <laughs> high on monkey powders, <laughs> please don't pour water into the dashboard. But <laughs> right, come play and this yeah, right. Yeah. Jingle race yeah, war yeah. now. This entry for the race war is by which one should we do, Matthew? Should the one do... you've just said. Like when you Ooh. say it, I have to load it up from somewhere, right? Oh, I'm so sorry. My job's easy, yeah? I have to drag it up in a sack. Coming out of all this charisma off the cuff, that's a doddle, isn't it? Yeah? You don't know your bone. Tip milk! <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Let's play it a bit of what's his on, name. Sharp saying, and I'll play it. Jack James Vegnati. Right, this is his entry. Vagnati. This is context. Right, go on. Yes. Right. Already, where's Heavy it taking metal. us? It's, it's too long. Russell Brand on Radio Two. Right, and plus the ident was not punchy enough. I liked the All right, bit, no. yeah, cool. You just like that style of music. That's like if someone gave me a letter saying you look overweight, but written on a lovely pair of knockers, I'd go nice note because I like the way that it was presented. That's not we've learned nothing. <laughs> we've learned nothing. You look overweight. That was more telling. <laughs> what Is do that you mean? Your greatest fear. Sometimes I worry about becoming chubby again. I might become chubby and get slapped on legs during PE. You have to be cut out of your house. <laughs> <laughs> No one will ever cut me out of my marzipan oh, yeah, palace. All the doors changed to big round ones. We've done a specially adapted car. I will not be pulled out like a Swiss roll out of my own home through a mouse hole down shaped Hampstead door. Hill. I hope you have to go live in a mouse hole. <laughs> <laughs> live a little door. Go live in a mouse hole. <laughs> Drink tip milk. Stop saying tip milk. It's my new catchphrase. It's going to sweep the nation. I bet you'd be scared to drink tip milk. I wouldn't, mate. I've had some. Oh, wouldn't I've had some. It's bloody delicious. Oh, I had some when I was a baby. <laughs> you little ah, square. Oh, you were a grown-up, so I'm more on top of the pops. We are going to break a Guinness World Record later. Yeah, instead of the suggestions they make, catching bloody chalk drops in your gob under a bridge thrown by a tramp, blown off out of his bummer or whatever it is, why don't we... Gee, what's that? Gee's mimes are getting ever more eccentric. It's like I having... can't see him. He does ridiculous things over your shoulder, mate. He goes over the top, mate. That's too much, mate. Oh, mate, I'm I tried to write you, yeah? I tried to write you, he's mugging you off over there. <laughs> he, you're gonna, he's gonna stripe us up before the end of the bleeding show, ain't he? What are you doing? What's that mime, G? I think we should have a, like, a world record tip milking competition. A oh, world God. record? What a lovely suggestion from G. Who go, can I just say that G goes into schools where he teaches <laughs> children about poetry and love. What did he just say? Let's have a tip milking competition. <laughs> so, children of deprived London areas, why don't you you all have a tip milking competition. That's not my words, but the words of Mr. G. we stop G. saying that? What, do you want to not say? Let's just say TM. <laughs> TM. It's okay. like a new trademark. Okay, TM. <laughs> I had a little uh, sip of TM where I popped out and I feel in tip-top shape. <laughs> just a bit greedy with a TM, I say. A little, a little dab will do, yeah? A couple of TMs. <laughs> More TMs. Because... And then there'll be a nice mime, like so when you go T with your two arms to have a cup of tea, then you go TM for a couple of... <laughs> now, okay, so we've heard the content. I apologise for him. I've, you've been doing that ever since we met, and only 90% of those apologies have been strictly necessary, and only 30% legally required. So I think it's clear the math. that you're over-apologising, you great petsy! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here, let's hear my live jingle. Oh, do we have to do that again? Just once more. I can sure I can do it this time. Oh, wait. Right. <clears throat> Matt Morgan, original victim. So Matt time. Morgan, I original victim. Go on then! Ah. If you think you're better than me, you're <laughs> Go on, do it then! You think you're better than ah. us? Right, shut up.
Go on then. What was it? Matt Morgan original, original victim. victim. Right. But what would be the absolute brilliant thing to do would be to leave Ice T's original and you go Matt Morgan. He goes original and then you go victim. Okay. Do you see? That's yeah. what. That's the aim. Right. Okay. How's it start? Oh, okay. Well, that, yeah, right. Oh, ah, ah, it's so easy to judge others. Not so easy to have a delicious glass of tip milk. Is <laughs> it, Matt? Not so easy. Right, shut up. Go on, do you have another go? Yeah. Go on then. Go on. Well, shut up. We can't have dead air. I have to fill the time. Right, it's my stop. actual job. Right. Matt Morgan. Victim. Matt Morgan. Victim. That was really good, actually. Well done. Round of applause. But, hold on. Spoils are shared because doesn't it show the brilliant idea it originally was? By me. Really? Hmm? When it's originated, it couldn't work it. Imagine someone had gone, I've invented the light bulb. <laughs> it doesn't work, though. But someone will work it. I had to turn it on one day. Sometimes I just hold it above my head to demonstrate that it's an idea I've had. Although that semiotically wouldn't make sense yet because it doesn't light. But nonetheless, in 20 years or so, me holding this bulb above my head will represent an idea being had. Now here's the telephone. I'll say hello. And then somebody, <laughs> hundreds of miles away, if they imagine they heard me say it, it's sort of how it works. OK, right. Now, look, you're ruin our chances of getting in the Guinness Book of Records with pure cynicism, if I may say so, well, Matthew. I might get in there for being the most cynical man ever. Well, all right, but as it's an abstract concept, I don't see how that's ever going to occur. So do you want to play a record? Then we're going to come back, we're going to be reading out more people's emails. This is the Russell Brand Show, it's on 88 tonight on FM, BBC Radio 2. Later we're talking to Noel Gallagher, we've got David Icke coming up, who's going to help us formulate the proper revolutionary plan. Excuse Ask me. about UFOs. All right, you're going to be here. I'm not allowed to talk in the interview. You can have a little talk in the interview, just don't say anything, child. This is the list I have to give him every week. No childishness, no race racism, and a delicious glass of cool, refreshing. Oh. <laughs> Come on then, so what should we? What do you want to do? Vibrators. Like to listen to the vibrators. Come on then, mate. No one's stopping you. No one's stopping it's a nice you. Song. It's a free country. You broke my heart. The vibrators. You listen to Russell Brand on BBC Radio Two. Just then, my uh, headphones got all tangled up right on my microphone. It was like you know when you're at church and you have to go that thing where you have to go around the outline of Great Britain, and if you touch it, it goes in church. <clears throat> church fate, something like that. School fate, church fate. You have to go around the map of the British Isles, and you have to you go. Feel like that was that. a religious <laughs> thing. Yes, to do God or Jesus, one of them blokes, I think. <laughs> pretty much to do with Noah. I think it's pretty clear from the Bible, Matt, if I, I've understood my scripture, that if you can go all the way around the British Isles without the machine going, eh, eh, that makes you Prince of Edinburgh. So, <laughs> <laughs> later on, I'm looking forward to receiving my knighthood. This is a letter, an electric letter, by Peter Binns. Good evening, you fine gentlemen. I'm working on Leeds. I looked at the webcam. Why does Matt Morgan resemble Mother Teresa looking up at Jesus? Has your relationship changed so much after you let him rifle through your bedside drawers. I've attached a picture in an Atticus Finch way to back up my argument, although that picture has since been destroyed. Interestingly, perhaps by the bungling backroom goons we employ here <laughs> for reasons unbeknown to me, other than Graham, who is a dedicated, brilliant professional man who would never let anyone down here. Probably it's him that to write that poor note for Wogan. The I think so. Squinting pervert <laughs> <laughs> groping his way through the show in Rose West specs. We've got another one here from Terry. Russell, just been on the David Icke forum where his featuring on your show is being debated as the members eagerly await his words on your show. When you speak of him, please lay off all the reptilian stuff as it has been blown out 
out of all proportion. <laughs> That's quite funny, isn't it? A little bit, because like, yeah. <laughs> it is quite a big deal, isn't it, to say something like that. But, like, <clears throat> know this. I think David Icke, I, I, that's not what I'd be focusing on, because I think all that stuff about him predicting the September the 11th, and mostly just the, the impending ecological disasters that he focuses on, and the duplicity of governments around the world, that's the stuff that interests me. So, yeah, of course, that's what I'll be uh, focusing on. It's brave being blown out of all proportion and detaches people from his true message. You are truly a spiritual person, and I know that you understand the deeper message. Namaste, Terry. I never thought I'd see those words together. Namaste, Terry. Or oh, you can call me Tell. All right, son, meditate. Open your mind. <clears throat> so there we go. That's from Terry. Thanks, Terry's. Well, yes, because Terry, as I think we are all aware, after Terry Waite spent all that time unnecessarily befriending a radiator in the middle. <laughs> Listen, uh, that was what, just the a joke. inventor of the chocolate orange. Terry, the inventor of the chocolate orange, he was locked up in Beirut, yes, I believe, for quite a long while, and uh, eventually just thought, well, if an orange were chocolate, that would be something, I suppose. That would give us something to look forward to, he sorry, to off. the relatives of Terry Waite there. <laughs> Those stupid, childish, cheap words. Right, as you all must know, my bookie work by me, Russell Brand, is the best-selling book in this country for no reason Still. other than it's the best one that there is of all books that are available. You can get any book you want, Bible, that's a book, any book, mine's the best one. That's why it's a top selling. Here we have got a, a gentleman who calls himself Craig Glenday. For all I know, it could be a lie. He is a representative of the Guinness Book of Records. He is here to adjudicate a record that we could break here in the studio. Hello, Craig. Hello. How do you feel? Oh, good. Good for this time of night. Yeah. I like the way you look, as a matter of fact. I like your waistcoat that you've got on. Oh, thank you. It's all that all fits after... Uh, You're quite a big gentleman, of Christmas, course. yes. Yeah, well, why not? <laughs> you look to me like the sort of fellow. I wouldn't mind getting on your lap and giving you a cuddle. <laughs> well, after the show. Well, okay, if that's what you I'm would sure like. We can get a record in there somewhere. <laughs> to me. Well, there are no. Are there any sexy records to be had? Because those are the ones I've probably already broken and have um, not been acknowledged for. We've got a new one this year for the, the the most dangerous love life of any creature. Well, I want to look in there. Which is, um, I think, called the uh, called the antikinus who lives in Australia, a little mouse. That when it becomes sexually active, Richard Gear puts just... it up its bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Gear never did that. That was a very stupid thing to say. Uh, so, no, no, this thing. Once what does this little mouse do? It reaches sexual maturity and then just can't stop doing it. Yeah, until it just dies of heart attack or exhaustion mm. or starvation mm. or something. Just can't stop himself. And, and then the whole male population gets decimated yeah. every every season. There's no more males left. They f themselves to death do, every yeah. year. What are they called again? These little guys. The kindness. Anti-kindness. Well, there's a picture Sounds like they're doing too much kindness to me, Matthew, <laughs> if you know what I mean. So, okay, well, they, they're the sexiest mice on earth. And well, they, the, the, what do the, they get for most, that? Most dangerous love life. There's a picture, actually. Look at it there. Let's have a look at him. Well, he looks to me, yeah, that one looks pretty randy. It pretty much looks like an ordinary dormouse, just with an erection and had a little hat on, like a sex hat. <laughs> like, that's like, his tail, that's his tail. Boob inspector. Ah, like boob, he's got a boob inspector cap on. <laughs> he's clutching a Durex <laughs> and doing a big thumbs up. <laughs> he's clutching. <laughs> a mug saying the tip milk's on me. <laughs> so that's the uh, that special mouse. Okay, well, uh, so that's the sexiest creature that there is. Uh, did you know I'd ask that question? Am I glumly predictable? Because it seemed like you had that page. Uh, no, just I, I just you know the book off the top of my. What's head. your job? Uh, I'm the editor in, editor in chief. You're the editor in chief of the Guinness oh, yeah. Book of Records. We got in here. Oh bloody hell! Oh, oh crap, Matthew, comb your hair. Oh Jesus, <laughs> gee, do that shirt up. Put your trousers up. All right, okay. Well, so, said radio too, as I said, yes. Thank you. No, we're held up. We are thrusting broadcasters. That's a lot. Yes. More than that mouse thrusts, as a matter of fact. All right, so uh, well, tell me some other interesting records. Well, just from what you said earlier today, uh, we, did actually, we do actually have a breastfeeding record. Really? Um, oh. which is, but it's the most, not, not volume, but the most women 
breastfeeding. In one place? In one go, yes. It's just 3,500 I bet that was organised by a pervert as well. I bet, because why else would you do that? I mean, if mm. it was like, hey, let's just get a load of breastfeeding mothers together. What if the babies weren't hungry? What if they weren't, they exactly? Were forced-fed. Forced a great well, load how of... How can they prove that they were sucking? I mean, it's the first time on the Breast show. Breast Like, tit isn't a bad word, is it? I like it. Tit, tit. And, you know, and the, the fact is that those babies were forced to eat that, and uh, I think that record should be struck off, Craig. <laughs> I think you should have picked it as well, but anyway, Is it? Well, no, it shouldn't be into that, because that's just natural. It's a natural thing, exactly. That's just natural. Thousands and thousands of women force-feeding a baby. <laughs> gob full after gob full of rancid tipping. one baby. It's not a gang bang. <laughs> A gang feed. Just put it in a barrel and drop the baby in it. <laughs> okay, so, all right, that's an interesting record. Is there anything else? And I thought oh, you'd also appreciate the world's smallest monkey, which there's also an actual size picture of. Oh, let's have a look. Oh, he's got a tiny little thing. He's about as big as a finger. Oh, I'd put love him on the to end of your pen. So, when you're in monkey world, right, Craig, Matt, G, everyone, Victoria over there, all the people in the gallery not focusing, right? Guess what? They, like, they always go in, and, uh, right, this one monkey was rescued, it was being a pet, so never have a monkey as a pet, because, you know, it seems like a laugh, it in, don't have a monkey as a pet. All the time thinking, can I have a monkey as a pet? Please let me have one, or let me put a waistcoat on They've that one. They've got them as sort of pets. They have. I They've saw got loads of them. I saw one man hit one. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> see a man hit one. They're so lovely, they do fantastic work at Monkey World, don't have a monkey as a pet. Right, so, uh, right, that's a tiny, of course, there's the curly fingernails, one of the famous records. Well, no, actually, I, I, I listened in last week. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned um, the classic Shidar Shilal record with the longest fingernails. There's a new one. This is a new record. Someone's beaten that record. Someone's at last beaten Shidar what Shilal. What else can they do? If you've got fingernails that long, what else do you do in your life? Yeah, not, not a lot, Nothing. I guess. No, it must be so It took a long time to even phone us, I think. How do you even go the lavvy? <laughs> yeah, how do they phone you? Well, we did, uh, we did ask, how do you go as carefully as how you go, as he said. <laughs> That's not good enough. I'd want specifics. <laughs> I'd want to know how he undid his fly. I'd yeah, know we, everything. We didn't, we didn't go that far. Think, mm, yeah. Well, get him on the phone. I'd want to know what he's up to. We so. have a new, a new heaviest man this year. I was very excited. I went to meet him recently. Was was he like? Did you feel like even I though you're thinking, <laughs> even though you're saying congratulations on your record, are you secretly thinking you disgust me? <laughs> <laughs> it was nice not to be the biggest in the room, anyway. Oh come on, you're like you're a lovely, rotund, jolly <laughs> character, but yeah, not uh, terribly fat. I think you're nice. Well, not, not I've already said I'd like to give you a. Well, this is 88 stones, roughly, yeah. Anyway, if people the... want to be 88 stone, why not? Let 88 them, stone. Yeah. 88 stone, good, because that's two fat ladies, 88. <laughs> one fat bloke, you're in the Guinness Book of Records. <laughs> it's lovely, it could be a new bingo call, could it? <laughs> Who knows? Who's to say in this topsy-turvy world? David Icke coming up later. What other records have we got, uh, Craig? Um, and just, just because on the same page, and one of my favourites is the uh, the longest female beard. Mmm, Which is, oh, um, is that key? Key? Just a woman, I'm yeah. against that. She's um, got a beard like a man. Got a beard. Hang on, cut? is she cheating with um, inject hormone injections? No, well, she's had it since a child. She's, she she's had that she's... beard since she's a child. She's well, got well, a Rasputin-style beard, well, for those of you listening at home. Man, Hanging down like a brown a Captain Birdseye beard. Have you met her? She didn't check she was uh, a woman, yeah. Matt. You can't just go out to people and cup them. Unlike if he was you, it's he'd be clutching record. your billiard ball of a mound. Here, can we get Matt in for baldest, shaviest nutbag? <laughs> That's a record he deserves. You'd have to, you'd to verify everything. You've got to verify everything, Norris mate. McCoy, no done, wonder people pinned right you. There. Are you doing Norris McWhirter's job? Yeah, well, there's, there's probably more of us now doing what he used to do. Cause really? It's a much bigger job now. There's, I suppose the so. The internet's made it and sort of much easier to get hold of us. So we get right. 
We want to break a record. What yes. can we break in all honesty and feasibility before the news? Well, not we can't break it before the news because the news is coming up in a couple of minutes, but we want to break that bl- some sort of a record. And we w- then if we break a record here on the show tonight, that means next year we're in the, we're in the Guinness Book of Records, right? That's it, as long as no one beats you in the meantime. How could they possibly? Because well, they will, because they're vindictive. Idiots, you vindictive <laughs> pigs. Stay away from our record. <laughs> Get your own record. Right, what record? This, the, we'll we just... can make up a record. That's the other thing. Oh, we can... no. Yeah, hold on. You could just delay adjudicating. Right, say we make up a record, right, sexiest couple of ponces in Britain, something like that. You can, like, the other person could say, oh, I'm a sexy ponce. You go, I ain't coming round, mate. Sorry, I ain't not going to come round. We've got the, the person who's jumped up and down the longest and been called Russell Bratton. Like, cause you that could... can't be in no, it. You would no, no. fool. You've misunderstood Same, the principles. Like, oh, that's one extreme. Yeah, well, what, how on, do you, no. Where do you draw the line? Right, Craig, I'll tell you, Craig will join the line because he's an adjudicator, Not join Matt. the line, draw the line. All right, sorry. I'll draw I'll a line on your face. <laughs> Then we could be the world record Zebra Boys, and that's us. <laughs> We're the champions of that, at least. What were some of the suggestions you had, Craig, for records we could break this evening? Well, I think definitely fastest talking. Yep, could do that easily. Well, no problem there. And there's a, a new record. No one's actually set yet for the fastest time to do a Terry's chocolate orange. Why yeah. did they get in there? Why not this fastest time to stick a melon, eat a melon, rather? You can, you can do this melon smashing with your head if you want. That's quite painful. Bit hurts. That's, no, it hurt, Matt. You should yeah, grit that. Yeah, yeah very bruised head. Yeah, Although Matt does do a Krav Maga now, and earlier this week. For a year I've done it. Stunned for you, listening people. When he went, yeah, I've been doing Kraft Maga so long now, I've got to go down to a police station and register myself as a lethal weapon, because if I had a fight on a bus, I'm like the Karate Kid or Mel Gibson or something. I didn't fight you? with a bus. You could not fight with a bus. You'd be very lucky to be allowed on a bus because people feel sorry for you. You can pull a bus, <clears> actually. We have a record this year for someone... Everything we say, he's got a record a bus for it. ...with his eyelids. There's a new one. And oh! So you put hooks through your eyelids and pull the bus. Well, that's brilliant. We can, can try that. Well, not in here, obviously, because there's no bus. But... Look, we're coming up to the news. Can you tell us a few other suggestions quickly before we okay, get we to the news? Okay, we have banana eating, so you're going to peel and eat most bananas in a minute. How many would that have to be? You'd have to... It's only three. Three bananas in a minute? We'll walk it. so easily. I'll do that without even noticing. That sounds easy. That's a banana. You, as long as you get it out How big are the yeah, what's banana the end? size? You're allowed those little bananas. <laughs> no. We're delaying the news for this preposterous <laughs> chat. Uh, like, uh, Craig. I don't think it's very important. Do you look around my mouth afterwards, or, or me and Matt will both do it. Like, do you look around our mouth to make sure there's no banana up our gums? Yeah, every, after every banana we check just to make sure that you're not going to choke on them. We ain't going to choke, mate. We're professionals. We're record breakers. We're doing this for Roy Castle's memory. We're not going to nose this up. You can sword swallow bananas. Sword swallow it. We can can swallow them whole. Swallow them whole if you want. I saw there was cloves of garlic. We've got to go to the news. Look at Nick looking like, (laughs) Nick, he's a vicar's son. Nick lives in terrible guilt because he can't live to the religious principles laid down by the church. This is BBC Radio 2 online on digital and on (laughs) 88 and 91 FM. Here is some news. Woo! That's it for UK, The Clash. Listen to Russell Brown on BBC Radio 2 for that. Sure, that was the job news. Oh, no, you can't come goes, out there. Uh, right, come out. I goes, all right, wait a minute. Wait for him to stop singing. Oh, you boring square. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, we are, this is the Russell Brown record breaker show. Maverick, he bananas from right? the wrong end. Hey, I am a maverick, and that's another sign of genius. I'm doing bananas actually. the same way as a monkey does it. What about in the time of your life when you kept saying wild to everything? Wild. Did I? Yeah, it was really it was annoying. Was I on drugs or was it just being missing? No, you just, like, if hey. a white, white just brought something over and went, oh, here's your chips. You go, wild. 
Well, probably, I don't know, maybe it sounds like I was a lot like Jim Morrison. I don't know. <laughs> probably wasn't trying to be like Jim Morrison, but if someone is just naturally a bit like Jim Morrison, he had or a lot of chips. He had a lot of chips, and he, wild man, throw me out a little blue suit. <laughs> right, now I'm so confident in our banana record. Uh, if you've not listened to the first hour, what the hell's wrong with you? Have you been wasting your life? I don't know, what, kissing a loved one. Well, we've got, we're going to break a record on this show. We're here with Craig, let's have a look at his name, Glenn Day. Glenn Day, innit? Glenn Day, yep. Craig. Glenda. Yeah, that's my name. Look, you're so official, isn't you? There is a record for saying your name properly, Craig, you big boffin. Right? <laughs> I'm so confident that we can smash this record. But I'm even right, Matt and me are going to try and eat as many bananas as possible or something in three minutes. I don't know, it might be just one of us, because if monkeys and that, maybe, yeah, why not? Right? But I'm so confident we could beat the record, I'm just having this banana as a snack. Remember <laughs> <laughs> what the record starts? Right, let's have a competition then. What do you mean? What do you mean? I'm... Oh, I don't want to hear that. Sounds well, <laughs> if you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. I've been thinking about Tim Westwood a lot, and it's coming out in my voice because I just like him. That's all. So, uh, coming in bananas. Oh, actually, you've got to do your fast that's talking. Just a snack. I'm just having a snack before I do my record. That's all. Well, I don't think the nation wants to experience the sound of it. Well, Matt. Perhaps because you don't know what the nation wants. That is why you are a hated felon I'm and an I'm a beloved I'm broadcaster. You're not every man. Right, I started drinking rosé wine. Suddenly rosé wine was really popular. I started drinking cider. Now cider's really popular. <laughs> I'm an everyman. No, Matt, you're a drunk. <laughs> <laughs> you're drinking lots of drinks all it day wasn't long. It was just booze things. It was everything. What else? What else did you do? Oh, I got that sickness bug, norovirus. I didn't even get that. I got it. I puked after this show last week. I really, I was sick like a lion. It was what? amazing. You've right, never like, seen a lion be sick from the bottom of my stomach like this. <laughs> like that, it was. It was operatic. It's not a sickness. It was. I'll tell you what went on in my bathroom, mate. It was worthy of Jesus to me. Absolutely. Well, that's the first in that bathroom. Things I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a lot Strange of Strange ways you keep that place clean. <laughs> well, as long as the floor's spick and spare, Matthew, it don't matter what people get up to. In fact, there's probably a record in that somewhere. <laughs> Human mop! <laughs> now then, let's not get bogged down in what can only be described as needless tip milk. We've got an email here from someone calling himself Rosanna. My best friend Rachel needs your help. Her name is Rachel Stevens. Why does she keep saying her name? And she's on a date with some man in the pub around the corner. Rachel wants to get out of the date. She keeps texting me saying how rubbish it is. Would you, could you? You call her and create some kind of chaotic and dramatic diversion resulting in Rachel's liberation from this date. So She's Rachel already rejected my offer to do this, but I think she would love it if you did it and rescued her pronto. Here's Rachel's number. Thanking you in advance. Lots of love, Rosanna. Later She's on in the famous, show, isn't she, Rachel Stevens? Oh, P.S. She isn't the Rachel Stevens from Steps, it says at the end of it. Really? It does say it. Look, look at it there, Matt. Oh, yes. There, in black and white. Now, also later on the show, we've got Noel Gallagher coming up and we've got David Icke. He's going to come and talk to us and uh, I'm really excited about talking to David Icke. And then I'm going to get him to come and stay with, well, maybe not stay with us, but visit us in our mansion where we're staying next week, where we're going to set up. Let's try and do a revolution in the Isle of Wight, see if we can be made kings. When I spoke to Noel Gallagher earlier on the phone, he goes, I bet you're only gone there because they've still got the birch as a punishment. You don't, they don't give it out as a reward, you know, it's only as a punishment. They give people the birch if you do a crime in the Isle of Wight. Is that true, record breaker Craig? Yes. Aren't you ever tempted to think, oh, getting that record thing myself and break a record. I bet he's in there. <clears throat> well, uh, before I was editor, I had the Curly Whirly stretching record. I stretched well, the Curly Whirly. <laughs> try and stretch Matt's Curly Whirlies. There's only about a millimetre of them because he's such a sex case. Shaved him right down to the nub. He's bald as a coot. You stretch, how, how far did you stretch a Curly Whirly? Have a chocolate bar there available? Uh, for, it, well, in the warm-up, four feet, but in the actual attempt, three feet. You I, did I better in the warm-up? Yeah, I got a bit nervous. Oh, snap. don't get nervous, yeah. mate. 
when you're stretching a curly whirly, <laughs> you just got to focus. <laughs> go for that, I want to thank God for helping me stretch this curly whirly. God was at my side as I stretched this curly whirly. That's what I'd like to say, like they do when they win a medal or something, you know, at the Olympics. They do do that, though, don't they, though? Uh, right, are we going to move on? Well, look, Matt, uh, Matt wants to try and eat as many bananas as possible, but you'll be sick for the rest of the show and unbearable. You're a hypochondriac. You're a hypochondriac. Banana sick is not acidic. What do you mean, banana sick? <laughs> what kind of life do you lead where you can immediately respond to someone, banana sick is not acidic? Because bananas aren't acidic. Yeah, stomach acid, there must be alkaline. What do you mean, it's going to alkaline, it's going to neutralise your stomach acid. Or oranges or something, it'd be horrible, right? What are you saying? Bananas. Bananas, you when they come up as when they go down. <laughs> is that, do you want to have that as Fife's new slogan? It's lovely when they come up as when they go down. <laughs> P.S. You can also put them up your ass. Is that your. Uh. Well, hey, you're the ones selling Fife's. Other bananas are available. So, um, all right, Matt, if you want to try and get a banana record, we've already established with Craig that, well, Craig, what is it for three minutes? Uh, well, there is no record for three minutes. Uh, the record for one minute is three bananas. You must do more than three in three minutes to get the Guinness World Record. Okay. Can I just a say a snack to the listeners, it would be very childish yeah. for someone to beat my record tomorrow. It would be childish. And just don't do Matt, it. I'm just let, go one I want to be in that book. I'd go one further and say it would be a hate crime to, to, to try and tackle your record the day after. I would say that is a hate crime. Nick, the guilty vicar's son, producer <laughs> of our show, has just come in here with a great big lovely bunch of bananas that makes a mockery of the struggle of wartime Britain. He has got about six or seven lovely bananas there. Mm. Also, them girls out there said they call Panorama Bananarama, which undermines Jeremy Vine, who is a friend of this show, a great friend of this show. They've just oh, called you've it got Panorama. Them in trouble. What a gross. Also, they said sometimes they put fake stories <laughs> on Panorama <laughs> to cause national discontent and diversions to, from the truth. So there we go. David Eich will pick up on that theme because he's well into revolutions and that. So, Matt, are you going to eat these bananas, mate? Yes. Sorry do for I, getting I you sacked. We've not said your real names. They look all panicked. We've not said your real names. They're called well, how many Deborah and Patsy. Do you think there are on Panorama? Uh, probably only two. Twenty. Twenty work experience on Panorama, probably. No, I'll go eat that one first. Right, Matt, hold on. Is he allowed? Was he got to peel these bananas yeah. and eat them in that time? We'll give you the rules before you start. Get, get the bucket handy. Yeah. Look at him. What do this now? If he vomits, does it count as a record? Uh, only, only if it's afterwards. After the time is up, we can what vomit all you want afterwards, but not during. Most bananary vomit. What about my skills. most childish hypochondriac on earth? Hold on. What's this one for to be or not to be? Because I've got to have a quick crack of that before Matt starts his banana thing. You're looking forcing out burps, you dirty pig. I'm making space. It's making space with burps, evicting burps like a little I gastric don't, I don't bailiff. Do this now. You're a gastric bailiff evicting burps to make space for banana vomit. Even when you're not sick, sick's in your stomach. Think about that. Your stomach's full of sick. That's nice, full of sick food. The only difference between sick, sick on the floor. When it comes out. Well, yes, that's language, mate. Semantics. You've got a big belly full of sick, and I'd like you to think of that while you're up there trying to challenge limp for Christie. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to go for. Well, here's I the feel sick anyway. I want to so do I'm that. Do this. It's you coward! I'll tell you what I'll do, Craig. I'll smash hundred meters. Head. What is currently <laughs> the hundred meters record? Because I will smash that out In of your the park. Forrest Gump boots. I will Forrest Gump, who was good at running, so gutted. Uh, how, how quickly can you do the hundred meters? I said it. So gutted <laughs> back. Ah, double gutted though, because Forrest Gump was. Also a spiritual leader, and as am I, Craig. What is the best hundred meters dash that can be done, according to your stinking book that came second to my brilliant book in the charts this year? In the last week of sales. 
Uh, actually, it was the last four weeks, Craig. Over 400,000 glorious bookie wooks all sold to lovely people, followers of the revolution. Are you out there pimping yourself. Was I pimping myself, Matt? Or was I spreading the word of God? <laughs> yeah, you decide that for yourself. You decide for yourself. What's the 100 metres record? Uh, you have to do 9.77 seconds. Well, I don't want to sound overly aggressive or confident, but that to me is a piece of tip milk. I'll <laughs> run that 100 metres quick as a flash in my. Forrest Gump rootin' tootin' boots in the Gumpsters. All right, I can't do that. But what is the record for saying to be or not to be a webinar? Okay, so it's the fastest talking... You said that deliberately fast to make me nervous. Sorry, the fastest talking mm. is 260 words of the speech and you have to do it in quicker than 23.8 seconds. 260 words in 23.5... That would just sound like garbled rubbish, That's unlike the rest of the second. show, which is That's brilliant. Ten, it's 10 words a second. Ten and... words a second? That's impossible. Oh, it's, it's done. We, we, we have to Who's show done it. Who's done it? Uh, it's... Sean Shan, who's listening, actually, and is available to demonstrate on the phone if you want to give him a call. No, I don't want Sean <laughs> Shan on the show. Yeah, let's have it. Sounds too weird. Sean Shan on the show. What if he's in the shower? <laughs> hey, what then? What if he's showering or shaving himself like Matt Morgan, making a shredded wheat <laughs> of his genital area? Mm. Stop saying shredded wheat. Uh, well, I will not stop it as long as you keep doing like it. The top of the Weetabix. Ugh, oh. Dirty. The Weetabix. Okay. No, it's not okay. You're a pervert. Okay, then, uh, what? So Sean's on the show. Sean's right, well, on, on standby, I suppose. Right. Um, well, so, yeah, 23.8 seconds. I have my timer. So do right, I you do? time it, but remember, let me win, because it'll be good publicity for your <laughs> wretched Guinness bookie book. <laughs> Unlike mine already, selling in their millions. Hundreds of thousands. Right, come on. Mouth exercises. All right, let's do some mouth exercises. Get me ready. I always do this before I'm going to be like Rocky's record. trainer for you. Okay, go on then. You're like Mick out of Rocky 1. Go on then. I actually have never seen Rocky. Well, he's a bit like this. Okay, kid, you're an Italian tank. You're like... Okay, kid. <laughs> I've not finished you're with them. You're an Italian tank. You're like Grease Lightning, kid. Look, I'll have sense to scuff the Peyton. He's a right, bit like... Come on, well, let's just back. say that was your vocal warm-up. Hold on, hold on. Swan swam across the sea, swim, swan, swim, swan, swam back again, world swam, swan. Actually, I said that properly then, and it was so fast, and I'm probably already not that different to your normal broadcasting. Oh, hurtful things to say to someone on the very anniversary. I'm 64. Can I have the record for the most lacrimose insult to the legacy of the Beatles? Hold on. Here we go, and here is my record attempt by me, and I'd like to say I'm dedicating this to everyone everywhere. God bless you, people of Earth. Here we go, then. I know we've had some hard times, but God damn it, it's sure as blooming worth it, isn't it, when we lead up to this record-breaking moment in your face. All right, OK, here we go. Uh, right, uh, when do we start, Craig? I'll give you a three, two, one, and then... Hold on, that wasn't it, was it? No. He said, I'll give you a free 2 one Well, I thought that was a go... threat, like Ted Rogers. <laughs> Ted Rogers friend. looming over your shoulder, the dusty bin with his lid off. 3 2 one. we all remember that, don't <coughs> we? Yes. Right, kids? Okay, well, I feel actually generally ner genuinely nervous. Oh, bloody hell. It's not easy being a record breaker, I'll tell you that, man. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, okay, here we go then, yeah. Okay, three, two, one. Go. To be or not to be, now exactly the question where there's no mind to suffer the things out. Right, arrows are outrageous, fools will take arms against the troubles and by opposing in them to die to sleep no more. And sleep, I say, when the heart can fasten that to the flesh, there it is consumption devoutly to be wished to die to sleep, sleep, a chance to dream. Hey, there's the rub from that sleep of death, what dreams may come when we've shuffled off this more core must give us pause. And there's the respect that makes calamity of life so long for who would bear the whips and scorns of time the oppressors wrong. The proud man's consumed you, the pangs of despise, love the laws, delay the insolence of office and the spurns of the pa patient merit and the unworthy takes when he himself might take this quite as pain with a bare bucking. Who would fardels bear to grunt to sweat under a weary life but the dread of something after death, the undiscovered country from whose born they've 
traveller returns, puzzles the will, and makes us rather than bear those evils we have them fight to others we know not of. Thus, conscious does make hours of thought, and thus the native view of resolution is sickly low with the power cast of thought and enterprise. This great picture moment with this regard, the current turn right and lose the name of action. How much? Yeah. Once more with feeling. <laughs> <laughs> That's just me trying my hardest to convey the, the, the meaning of Hamlet. Well, how fast was that? That was... I started at the beginning. I could do better. You could. That was 40 seconds. Oh, seconds. Oh, no. Sorry. That's, <laughs> I apologise for my language and I apologise for not breaking that record. <laughs> it's hard, isn't it? But I reckon I could shave you 10 seconds off speed. it. But I've heard... Uh, you know, when you're on record breakers... <laughs> yeah, it just sounds like... I tried, I tried. It's like that, isn't it? Doesn't yeah. it make sense when they do it? Right, I think I deserve something for that, don't I? No. Perhaps a spell in the Maudsley Mental Hospital <laughs> to recover no. from the ordeal. All right, I don't know. It's like running 100 metres in 20 seconds. So it's quite good. Which is, is probably quite saying? good. Fair enough, I tried my hardest. Can't say any fairer than that. I'm like Ricky Hatton after his feet and hands of Floyd Mayweather. What, drunk. Oi! <laughs> <laughs> right, that boy, he's a credit to this country. Right now, uh, Matt, eat your bananas then. I don't want to. <coughs> well, you shouldn't have agreed <laughs> to it, then. Oh, well, really? Come on, mate, you bananas for Christ's sake. Like, I'll just say, like, bananas come in all different sizes. Who's, That's yeah, a no. good bloody point, Matt. So do words, and so you does get those time. bananas in, like, like, hot countries. How do I know my seconds weren't shorter than that other fella, Shea Machini, or whatever his name was? This is a mug-off. Ah, oh, sounds like an Irish name. What's Guinness? Irish. I get it. I get it. Yeah, I see how this works. Yeah? And what's your name? Craig O'Reilly. Well, well, well. And if you look very closely at the Guinness Book of Records, every single record is held by an Irishman. Look at this. Fastest bit of running ever. Jerry Adams. Right. <laughs> this is been exposed as a sham. Well, well, well. Yeah. Pat Jennings, tallest man ever to have lived. This is a disgrace. <laughs> OK, come on then. What's going Matt, are you going to do a record or not? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're going to do one? I'm he's going to do it! It's Matt! He's doing an effing record! It's the most reluctant Rare record called. ever. Record. Rare. But your three minutes begins when you start on, what's the, What have I got to do? He's got to peel and eat bananas. How hard can it be? Monkeys do it for nothing. <laughs> yeah, so they don't want credit. You Take yourself monkey world, mate. They're you good as gold. Just show me your mouth is empty after every every nana. Yeah, this get your mouth so open degrading. after every nana. Show Uncle Daddy your mouth dry. <laughs> show Uncle Daddy what you did. Okay, uh, let's make Nick do it. He said he'd do it. No, because he's guilty because of being a vicar's son. Let's not torture him any more than that. He's a lovely, lovely lad and a brilliant producer. You do it, it's I more comical value. anyway. Well, Matthew, you, a minute ago, right, when the news was on, when we were probably hearing about some terrible tragedy, Matt was strutting around with his top off going, I'll eat any bananas. I'm the greatest. I'll eat more bananas than any of you. I'll eat one of them inflatable <laughs> bananas that people do water sports on. I'm the king of the bananas. And then he did a song out Jungle Book. I'm the king of the swingers. Then he took out his own will. He painted it yellow with yellow and noshed himself off. That is what happened during the news, okay? So now it comes to the crunch. No wonder you feel a bit ick. Go on, get on with your... Do your record. You lazy... Unre right, go. Oh, Matt is he's go. peeling the banana. He's peeling it. He's eating the banana. He's looking lovely. Mr G is using the voodoo mat behind him who's also eating oh. a tiny banana. Oh, look him moaning sexually while he eats banana. Don't get <laughs> off on it. Show Craig your empty mouth when you finish that banana. <laughs> and also show him your bald little mound, you dirty devil. This is like torture. Get it! Let's talk him more eating! You're never going to break a record. Stab him with a pin, G. It's the only language he understands. Right, how many's he had? One. What's it, Matthew? You're rubbish. Oh. Oh, records. Go on, how many you had now? Show me your mouth, show me your mouth. Show him the mouth. 
Show me. <laughs> Ugh, oh, look at the state of that. All of their cobwebs in there, <laughs> old clock parts, an old portrait of Hitler just to the side of his gums, an ulcer with a snail living in it. Horrible sight. <laughs> He's got. Shut up. Eat your nanas. Do your record. Why are you not focused? Chris Akabusi never did this to people. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Akabusi came around my house night after night, <laughs> filling me up with all these nanas. Oh, how many has he done? You're a disgrace to the Guinness Book of Records, you are. One minute. One minute, and that means he had two. One and a bit, yeah. Like, look, Matthew, that's Michael? rubbish. If What's you were just Michael? a normal man having a banana on a bus, yeah. I'd think that you were so, was so wrong with you. He can't eat bananas Matthew at a normal one. speed. Oh, shut up. It's ridiculous. You, 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 you honestly... Unpeel as you eat as well. Just yeah. save your time. <laughs> You're dis oh, you can't really unpeel and eat, yeah. Craig. You could have done with that. Look, he wedged it down his gob then. That was actually quite sexy. Well done, Matt. <laughs> that's it. Peel it. Peel your banana. Pop it in. Pop the banana in. Trip now. God, you feel you want to be sick? Look, that is not the spirit of a record breaker. Record breakers. Record breakers. Go. Right, his mouth's empty. Go and get that nana down you your neck. The, the black ones are easier to eat because they're all soft. You sick pervert. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting off on it. He's truly getting off on it. Come on, is he nearly oh. a record breaker yet? Oh, Christ. Right. David Icke will be coming on the show later talking about how the media spellbinds the, uh, us, the general populace, keeps us all daft and hypnotised. Right? Never mind that. We're talking about a revolution. You stuffing bananas and wanting a pat on the back for it. Oh. King Louis sat over there. You poor sap. Look at him groping for the bananas. He's out of control. I've never seen anything like it. Uh, if you've got any questions for David Icke, why don't you call us 0500 288 291 or you can email russell.brand at bbc.co.uk. Just to tell you now, okay, Matt is showing his disgusting cavernous I don't even want to Craig. What's that? Oh, King of Nice. Yeah, good choice. Yeah, lovely bit of monkey. Wait, music. If I eat, this is my last mum. Yeah, Go on, get it down. 30 seconds. 30 seconds to eat that banana. Is he nearly a record breaker? He nearly is. He's nearly well, a record not breaker. Sick, not sick in the next 20 seconds. If he's not sick in the next 20 seconds, Matt Morgan will be a record breaker. He'll be a great record no, breaker. No, no. Get it down and swallow it. Oh. Swallow it, Matthew! For the Guinness Book of Records! Oh, he's been sick! You idiot! <laughs> this could have been the best day of our lives! You could have got us in the Guinness Book of Records! Turn the monkey music off! It's a laughing stock now! It's a monkey music to celebrate oh. an unachieved... Matthew, I have never felt oh. more ashamed of you Try. than I do now. You were sick in front of Craig, in front of his adjudicator, Victoria... Oh, oh Matthew! Oh, I'm so geez. sorry! He burps on the Queen's favourite radio station, Radio oh. 2, 88 to 91 FM. Matt Morgan, <coughs> you disgusting pig. How oh. do you feel after your failed, aborted, <coughs> record-breaking attempt? Give me the chocolate orange. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get them garlic cloves, Danny. Are you all right, mate? Do you want some water? Have a bit of oh, water. Oh, you care now, don't you? Well, you, look. Oh, look. Just take a picture of that. I wasn't actually sick. voodoo teddy bear. I would have back out of my mouth. I would back out of my mouth. I was pushed by a big boy, and then I got pimped by Darren French. Put on the original gangster and oh, do it a jingle in time. That's a show you can do something. Right, do it in time to show you're not useless. Shut up. People are saying. Go on. Right. Matt Morgan. Victim. Matt Morgan. Victim. Matt Morgan. Original. <laughs> <laughs> he still got it though. Matt Morgan. He may have failed 
to eat bananas, something that any idiot can do. But he can almost do his own jingle there. Matt Morgan, the original victim of pin-pinning, attempting a record sold. And we're not in the bloody record books. If you'd swallowed that, we'd be in the record books. Right, shut up. I want to roll. To be or not to produce a That weren't even the to be or not to be paper. That was Mein Kampf by Adolf Hitler. You disgusting Nazi. Do you know my favourite bit of this speech? Is Go on, then. Bear Bodkin. Yeah, because it's a sort of a needle, isn't it? A bear bodkin. That means your body. Probably. A bear bodkin? Show us your bodkin. I don't think so, man. With a bear bodkin. It's a needle. It's a type of needle, a bear bodkin. Pin, pin. So that's the bit you should have identified. Bear bodkin means a bear body. Bodkin? (laughs) Why are they going to call it a bodkin? This is olden days. I'm confused. (laughs) Oh, welcome to the olden day kins, where we say kinkins on the end of thin things. I was robbed of that record. Pin, pin. You were not robbed of a record. You betrayed yourself. You betrayed Bob and Sue Morgan, your parents, who have tolerated enough. They could have at least had a son in the record books instead of on a <laughs> paedophile register, which is where your name currently resides. Oh, so idiot. <laughs> Guess what happens to That's me a lot, funny. right? I was just out today, right? <laughs> Listen to this. Stop being sick. Grow up. I was, just, I was just doing I was doing this thing earlier, being somewhere or something, walking around, and there's this person with a little baby, right, a girl baby, about one half or something, right, and they went, oh, look, oh, it's Russell Brand, oh, it's Russell Brand. I went, oh, hello, hello there. She went, oi, stay away from her, bit too young from you. Where did you get idea? <laughs> <laughs> what a seducer baby. Where does that come, where did it go from, once again, shagger of the year, don't want to boast about it, that's two years running, get that in your bloody Guinness Book of Records, two years, shagger of the year, I bet that's never happened before, in history, probably. I think it's probably Lee Ryan from Blue had it. Oi, Lee Ryan, mm. I've trounced him into the dirt, I'm up there with Rosa Parks, I'm one of the greatest people in history. I've changed the world. <laughs> what? I thought you were accusing her of being a prolific shagger. <laughs> Rosa Parks. <laughs> that's, too... that's not the right reference. Although On the Buses was a saucy sitcom, Rosa Parks was much more focused on making sure that racial segregation ended and not so much on the shagging, which I think was what made her such a great martyr and icon. Don't know if Mara can't <clears> remember <throat> if she died or not. Right, now, she obviously did. It's must have died. She can't live forever. What? What? What's ruined your dinner? Food when I went home. You know what you're having for dinner? Bananas. You know what you're having for dinner every day, forever. Bananas, mashed up bananas. And you know what you'll have to eat it off of? A monkey's legs, don't you? (laughs) Till you learn the valuable lesson. Right, you've got to find a... Please, Craig, find a record. What if we do a new record? Shouting. I've got... Hold on, sorry, yeah. I've got this brilliant idea, right? What if we convert a number of vegetarians before the end of the show? That should be in there. Like, people pledging, sending texts, pledging to become vegetarian. The most people in half hour to pledge to become vegetarian. That's a good record. That actually does something for the world. Saves animals. It's a pledge, you daft hippie. (laughs) It's a pledge. I've rebadged it, you fool. It's not just a pledge. It's a a good thing. Come on, let's do something that's spiritually worthwhile. Come on, Craig. There must be something of spiritual validity that we can put in that book. Bananas. Bananas. <laughs> you moron. Since you've had them bananas, you've gone crazy. Tell you what, it gives you a headache and a sore throat. Well, don't eat too many bananas in an attempt to show off to your friends. <laughs> to tell you the truth, that there's no one here from the Guinness Book of Records. That was simply Matt's <laughs> hand, Matt's own hand and imagination <laughs> telling him to eat bananas. <clears throat> okay, look, can we think of, while this record's playing, let's think of a spiritual record. This is Matt's new favourite record. You can put this on. I oh, know, oh. I've always liked it, but now oh. I thought we might as well play it. I know oh, it's a bit out of date. It's a bit out of date, unlike a man eating bananas for entertainment, which if it had happened in 1901, I'd have just rolled my eyes in boredom and told Stan Laurel to get off the pot. Listen, why don't we listen to... Why don't we... Yeah, we listen to Umbrella by Rihanna. 
right? Uh, and then we'll get <laughs> we'll get Ike on the phone, David Ike, who I deeply respect because I think he's a brilliant man. And then uh, we'll talk about revolution and that. And you bloody well find a record of some value, Craig. Sorry to be Bossing rude. Well, I'm just trying to change the world, ain't I? He's the editor in chief. So what? what have you achieved? Best-selling bookie what? <laughs> Best-selling bookie what? Number one podcast. Trigger of the year two times. So that's quite a lot of achievements right there, isn't it? Can't even eat a few bananas and hold them in your gob. You're a bloody disgrace, lad. So close. I was so I was tempted. Do you know what I was tempted to do? Come over there and poke those bananas down your throat. I was going to poke them back down. When I saw you crouched over, defeated there, like after Alan Minto got beat up by Marvin Agler in the eighties, crouched with your head bowed. What? I wanted to poke those bananas back down your throat. I really Pretty did. Because your cruel streak came out then. My cruel streak just came. Yeah, go on, go on, make me eat bananas. And yeah. it's that cruel Rolling streak. That is that cruel streak. <laughs> Oh, yeah, in your hood, you hate bananas. It was that cruel streak, Matt, that he's going to make us record breakers before the end of this show, and he's also going to get David Icke on here formulating a bloody good plan for our revolution. Well, stop trying to deflect the attention to vegetarians what? on the phone or something rubbish. Do well, that was a good, good idea, all right. Eat some... chocolate, or chocolate orange. Oh, yeah, that's going to change the world, isn't it, chocolate. me? Stuffing a chocolate orange. <laughs> Come on, this is an umbrella, and we'll regroup, and we'll bloody well get a record. Come on, folks. That was uh, Umbrella uh, by Rihanna with absolutely no monkey business or tomfoolery. It was exactly as we found it in our CD player where we work here at BBC Radio 2, 88 to 91 FM. We've been trying to break records. We've been being very, very silly over the course of the last hour, however long this radio show's been on for. And uh, it's all been for naught, really, because we have zero records between us. Matt, have you cracked any records of late? No. No, you sat eating bananas like a fool, whereas I... I got closer to the record than you did with your thing because you were twice as you? bad as you needed That's to be. That's why there's an email here, isn't it, saying this. Oh, so uh, sick as well. Russell says this by Colette. That was amazing. Not one A, not two A's, but four A's. What, my banana <clears> eating? <throat> you can, no, no, not your banana eating, Matt. Wait till the end of the email, then you might become a record breaker like I nearly am. <laughs> you can talk very fast. I bet you could do it next time. The guy who holds the record must have had lots of practice and well done, oh, well done, Matt. Good effort. But that actually is written in a font that I happen to know is called Sarcasmo. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought you were going to do it. Love from Colette. <clears throat> <clears throat> right, uh, hello guys. Think about Isle of Wight from Maureen. There is no king on the Isle of Wight and they don't have the birch. Well, they bloody well have it next week when we will be live from the Isle of Wight and he is perhaps the most notable resident of that island who's on the show now. We've been talking about it throughout. We've got a lot of emails with a lot of excitement of having on the show this next guest. In fact, let me read this email before we introduce him. It's from a gentleman calling himself Daniel Watley. He says, hello Russell. Well, thanks for having David Icke on the show. Really looking forward to it. Please not, tr please try not to take the... And then he says the word P-I-S-S, which is a, a sexy swear word, I believe, in the right context. Please don't take the P. I know it'll be tough, but there are some of us who think what he tells us is very much true and far from being a joke. Cheers in advance, and great show. Keep it up. From another eight years clean, ex-smackhead. Congratulations on your eight years clean. If you've been listening to the show, Daniel, you'll know that I do not approach David with cynicism, but rather embrace what I think are some magnificent ideas. Hello, David Icke. You there, Russell, mate. How are you? I'm spectacularly well today. A little bit disappointed by our miserable failure to get into the record books, but other than that, I'm upbeat. So you're on the Isle of Wight next week, then? Yeah, we're coming over there to stay there and perhaps live like a feudal barons. We were going to try and conquer the Isle of Wight and begin our re our attempt at revolution there. Uh, I see you're you live there, do you, David? Great idea. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I've lived there since '82. Uh, What's it like there? Um, well, it's like anywhere else, really. Um, <laughs> it, it really is. Uh, it's like anywhere else. It's, it's a bit, it's a bit slower, but mm. but um, they're doing the, their best to turn it into what what the mainland is. So, 
I went there as a child. David, sorry to interrupt you. I went there for a holiday as a child and I got a little glass bird uh, with different coloured sand. Oh, yeah, Allen Bay. Strata. Allen Bay, yeah. Back in the 50s, I was was filling me... uh, Do I know how to put this? I was was filling me, uh, me thing. Yeah. With coloured sand uh, oh, back yes. in the 50s, yeah. And then they the eventually realised that, that actually the, the cliff was falling. Oh, bloody hell. You know, because they were kept cutting it away um, with thousands of holidaymakers. So the penny dropped, so you have to buy it from the shop now. Right, you can't just go and excavate different coloured sand because you're actually eroding the world. It sounds <laughs> like the kind of ecological disaster, David, that you predicted. I was watching that uh, notorious, infamous appearance of you on Wogan, like, like, well, like 16 years ago, was it? Yeah, 1991, I think it was. We're in the very studio where Wogan broadcast from. And 91, so I was like, what, like, sort of, I was 15 or 16, but, like, when I watched that, and it's like, if you're sort of too young to remember, it's like, uh, Terry Wogan, who, who, the, 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 very much the king of Radio 2, where we're, from where we're broadcasting now, Matt sat <clears throat> in Wogan's chair, trouserless as always, looking at a note left for Wogan, telling him he's got to sort out his eyesight. Wogan was very, uh, uh, Terry Wogan, who obviously I deeply respect as a broadcaster and a colleague, I suppose, was very cynical towards uh, David, and because, but then you, I suppose you did, you were a bit, you know, you did seem a bit balmy then, David. But I remember even thinking, as a fifteen-year-old, I thought this is, sounds all right, this stuff. And like, it's, I was quite impacted by it, and I was very unhappy about the like uh, sort of the the way you were treated, and like, but not, you know, I think that Terry genuinely didn't mean to be rude, but the sort of the audience, it seemed a little bit kind of, I don't know, sceptical, uncomfortable, and odd. Well, I, I don't think it would take m- uh, much to make Terry sceptical um, about much, really, because um, I don't think um, uh, his box is very large. But oh, uh, well, actually, no, I happen to have met Terry, and he was a very—he was packing heat. Let me tell you, <laughs> David, down there, he could be in the Guinness World of Records, especially as he's bloody Irish. They'd probably put him in there without even sending a adjudicator around. That seems to be how it works, from what I've told. But like, yeah, but really, so since then, you've gone an incredible journey, David. And there's a lot of your sem- seminars sell out, don't they, all over the world? You sell uh, like you know hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of books, isn't you? Well, I saw a lot of books, yeah, um, um, but um, you know, it's uh, it's always a, a struggle when you you're a one man band, really, um, mm. trying to uh, get information out into an arena that is dominated by global corporations. Yes, yes, this is something which few people would dispute. Although we're kind of uh, lethargic uh, about confronting that idea, no one seems to. <clears throat> That's one of the things I was querying the other day, David. I thought if you know, if sort of, if all of us completely accepted the idea that we are uh, being manipulated by a combination of the media, the government, and, and multinational corporations, if people completely understood that idea, do you think they would still be utterly apathetic, or do you think that could be sufficient uh, information to instigate change? I, I think a lot of people. Um would, uh, you know, uh, find the nearest bucket of sand and stick their head in it, yeah. Um, Don't do it in the Isle of Wight, though, because it could be dangerous. Uh, but, yeah, it'd probably fall off the cliff. But um, I can tell you, um, I've been a barometer for this, really. I mean, you know, that thing with the Wogan show, uh, mm. life, life is a journey, and we tend to uh, judge every step at the time we're making the step. Right. And it's only when we see the steps uh, uh, following one after the other that we realise, actually, that, um, life often uh, gives us our um, greatest gifts, brilliantly disguised as our worst nightmares. Mm. And that was, that was, you know, for someone who um, uh, was concerned at that time in how I was perceived, um, was, was the worst nightmare. But what it was was a fantastic gift. Yeah. And without that, I couldn't have gone on this journey that's led to where I am now. Because one of the key things that uh, it did was uh, allow me to um, leave the prison that most people live in, 
yeah. greatest limita- a limiter of people, and that is the fear of what other people think. Uh, yes. m- most people are uh, so concerned about what other people think, they, they, they edit what they say, they edit the way they live their lives, and they're not actually living their own uniqueness they're living someone else's version of 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 what they think they should be i would i would would concur david that most of us tend to live in a prescribed reality and that freedom is an illusion because the the freedom exists within such narrow parameters that ultimately we are enslaved by a a very manipulative ideology Uh, david can you um say you know some of them i watched something about you recently which was ike Wright. the program was on channel five i believe us watched it on youtube it was brilliant uh it, you, well, the thing that I think will grab people's attention certainly is that, like, uh, our listeners, as you can imagine, they're mostly blind drunk, they're revelers, they're pro-revolutionary already. No, they're not people... Oh, I'm with them, I'm with them. We're not conditioned citizens uh, <laughs> with our, uh, on our radio show, very much pro-revolutionary. Hit us with some of the stuff like predictions and that that you made, because that's kind of headline-making, interesting stuff. Like the stuff you said, like, you know, in 1990 you talked about an attack on a major American city and something about New Orleans. Could you tell us about that sort of stuff, please? Well, and how I, you I, bloody I, well knew. The, the, the thing is that... Um, you know that that was a long time ago. But the, mm-hmm. in, in terms of the the point, um, it's it's much easier to um, predict at least the themes of what is coming when you have researched the agenda that these guys uh, want to put into place. What is the agenda? The agenda is to uh, create a global version of Orwell's 1984, in effect, and mm. one of the how can they be complicitate across the world from so many diverse uh, political ideologues and governmental bodies how can like sort of like america and china and you know sort of i don't know india how can all these sort of diverse ideas cooperate well what what, what uh, i do in uh, uh, my new book has just come out which is a, a major work of dot connecting is show how this is possible and basically uh, there's a structure that is like russian dolls one doll inside a bigger doll inside a bigger doll Yes. Only their structure is pyramids inside pyramids inside pyramids until there is a, a pyramid that encompasses all the others. Uh, give you an example. Yes. Um, if you go to a bank and you uh, talk to the guy across the counter, yeah. he doesn't know what the bank manager behind him is deciding or talking about. Right. The bank manager doesn't know what the next level of the bank is talking about, and eventually you get to the peak of the pyramid of that bank where yes. there's a tiny few people who are the only people that really know the agenda. So you would say that you think there's a co- coordinated hierarchical pyramid at the top of which the, everyone is, uh, like, um, complicit? Well, I show that very much in the book. And you see, if you look at the way organisations, whether it's the BBC or a transnational corporation or a government, the way they're structured, yeah. it is as a compartmentalised pyramids. Right. The vast majority of people are in the bottom of the pyramid, and they're just going to work and doing their job and going home. Yeah. The only people that know how all those individual, in, uh, in, uh, of themselves, uh, innocent, apparently innocent contributions fit together to create anything but an innocent uh, 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 way that we're going, yes. you know, there's very, very few at the top. And so, you know, you've got a government. People say it's the government. The vast majority of people in government are just earning a living and going home. Right. It's the few who coordinate Do you think the agenda people... within the government. Sorry and and every you. day, um, people did, are did, making did, did, decisions did, did, did. to centralise power who have no idea 
why are they doing it? Are they, do you think that public figures like you know, Gordon Brown, uh, George Bush, do you think that how, how much information do you think they have, or do you think that they are merely marionettes? Well, the thing is, if, if you um, are in a public position, like a prime minister or a president, you are nowhere near the top of the pyramid. Mm. Uh, they so are brought matter. in <clears throat> and brought out, and they interchangeable. Are, so it don't matter. They're if, interchangeable. Oh, well. But of course, there are some that know more than others, and I, I've been exposing uh, in great detail the horrific um, background to the Bush family uh, for many, many years. Yeah, so why does it, uh, right, and, this and, is my and, point, and, actually, right, David, because I like, say, right, then if the, if the Bushes have no legitimate or actual power, then why does it matter that their lineage stretches back to the Roman Empire or whatever, because you said that they have sort of, they're quite far down the hierarchical chain. Why does that matter? And some of the, you know, like the reptilian stuff, I sort of think, well, why, does it, why would it matter whether that's true or not of, you know, people in the royal family or well, people the, in positions the, of power the, the, if the they're actually removed? The bloodline itself, Russell, has a hierarchy. So, um, you know, the Bush family are part of the bloodline network, but they are, they are a lower level of it. Um, in terms of Father George Bush, he's far, far sound quite friendly there. Father George Bush. He sounds all right, like a St. Nicholas figure. Yeah, Father George Bush, yeah. He sounds benign when you say it, but if you knew his background, it would turn your stomach. It does, actually, because I know he's involved in oil and bombs and all sorts of silly sodding. Yeah, and, and, and children, yeah. Children! Uh, which I've exposed in my books in great detail. Well, say that, say that on the radio, that sounds bonkers. Go on, David. I'm not, I'm not being dismissive. What, 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 George Bush and children, what? Oh, he's, he's a notorious paedophile, Father George Bush. Wow, there we go! <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. But obviously not the views of the BBC, I obviously have to say that, David. You will be aware that oh, yeah. that's my class. Actually, no, hold on, I've just looked at the guidelines. That is the views of the BBC. Uh, for 20 years, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, I, I've uh, written about it in great detail in my books. And, mm. uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, right, the thing is, Russell, that the world is not just a little bit not like we think it is. The world is nothing like we think it is. What we're seeing in the mainstream media yeah. is a movie. It is a movie to keep our minds occupied so the real agenda can go on behind it. And that's what's going on. And you see, the vast majority of people in the media, people say, it's the media. Well, mm. uh, does that mean every journalist is in on it? Of course not. What does the media do? The media takes what officialdom tells it is the situation, like the official story of 9-11, what a load of nonsense that is, provable fact, and it tells the people what or the authorities have told the media is the situation. Investigative journalism today is reading the morning papers and watching BBC News 24 on the newsroom telly. Rich, there I is quite no like. investigative journalism worth a, worth a name, and that's why they can get away with it. Yeah, I, fair enough, I completely agree with you. I wouldn't, I wouldn't dispute any of that. Now, we can't uh, carry on talking like that because we have to muck about on our show. Before you come right. here, there was a man just eating bananas to get in the Guinness Book of Records, right. Matt Morgan, and he frankly failed to do it, and now he's got the gall to hold up a piece of paper <laughs> with the simple letters UFOs written on. David, what, uh, what do you think's going on with UFOs? Do you, uh, what about the uh, Raelian stuff and all the, you know, sort of uh, Eric Von Daniken stuff that, uh, you know, that life on Earth seeded by extraterrestrials? Are you into that sort of idea? Well, I, I, I think um, um, absolutely that there has been uh, a non-human intervention um, in, in, in life on Earth. Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's, like, it's one of those things, you know, when uh, people think something and it's, uh, it's, the, it's the done thing to think it, like the Earth is flat. Yeah. And then eventually it dawns on people that the Earth is, is, is round. And people say, what? it's so obvious all along. What were we doing thinking it was flat? They were yeah, crazy yeah. thinking it was flat. The idea that 
life as we know it only exists on this one little planet in this one little solar system. I mean, crikey. I mean, if you want to mess about, let's talk about that nonsense. I mean, it's ridiculous. So Yeah, I think it's quite, I think it's preposterous. I wouldn't dispute anything that you've thus far said, oh, except maybe that George Bush paedophile uh, thing, because that's something oh, well, that we'd need, the, we'd need a photograph if you want for that. that. No problem. Okay, make sure don't send it on my bloody computer. <laughs> that one that clogged up with George Bush, just <laughs> stood in a grotto <laughs> looking guilty. Um, hey, David, will you come? We're in the Isle of Wight next week. Do you want to come on the radio show? We can oh, only meet in lovely, person. Mate. Yeah, where, where are you anyway on the island? I don't know because I'm not very good well, at saying really this. Also, I mustn't it. say on the radio in case to remember because then people want to come into oh, my yeah, glorious cove and have it off with me, which could get me in this world of records. But let's do it by legit means. I'm sure you've already David, broken that, Russell. <laughs> thank you very much for acknowledging it, <laughs> David. Thank you very much coming on our show. It's a pleasure to talk right, to you, mate. sir. Speak to you next week in the Isle of Wight. Yeah, great. See you. Take care. Bye-bye, David. There he goes, David Icke. Interesting so far. I don't think there's anything there we'd really dispute except for the, the George well, Bush thing. That, but yeah, no, interesting. Right, now, in that case, we'll see David Icke next week on the Isle of Wight. Go on, mate. Like, with, like, stuff like that. Yeah. He's, there's, there's, you know, there is things going on, yeah, you, know, or, you know, and all that stuff. But yeah. then, when you take it too far, like, into the, you know, I don't know, you should just, like, People can probably it. only handle a bit of information. Oh, yeah, perhaps a drip-feeding kind drip of information feed just go, oh, um, there are, you know, other explanations for 9-11, so... Yeah, yeah, but right. When you go to... When you, like, blow it all out at once, it just seems it like madness. It becomes unmanageable and discredits some of the yeah. more yeah, tangible ideas. I completely agree with you. I think it's you. built on that's tangible what, ideas. That's what we were talking about next week. We say, oh, come on, David, let's work on the better drip-feeding. Hey, oh, David, why don't you neck him, mate, you freaking people out? Put the wigging out back there, because you just said Prince Philip's a bleeding albino or something. <laughs> yeah, let's, um, interesting though. Of course, it's interesting. I'm well into him. Right, so yeah, we, right. But oh, in other news, that wasn't a news, incidentally. In other news, though, right, Craig, record breaker. What have you got for us? You said something. Now we were trying to break a spiritual record. We can't think of anything. But what can we do, Craig? Well, I do have a whoopee cushion here. Of course, you do. Don't leave home without one. And um, we can we can set a new Guinness World Record yeah. tonight, this very night, for right. the most inflations and. Most inflations and deploying and, and deployment explanations, yeah. yeah, or blow-offs. Blow-offs we could in, say in one minute. So. In one minute, brilliant, right? That uh, made uh, me do. I'll fill it up with banana. You <laughs> was, you'd sick it up out of your back. I've been sick out of my bottom <laughs> with banana. I'll do this record, right? Okay, so I'm definitely right. Let me get that mic off there. That's right. I'm going to set this record. Having just spoken about the duplicity in media and how we're all being manipulated, now here on the BBC, I'm about to set a record for um, blowing off through a whoopee cushion but you know this is What's a diverse the show there is no record this is, this is setting a brand new we're setting new. it so I'm definitely on, going in someone tell me this before gutted made myself sick on bananas <laughs> <laughs> you silly ass! oh you silly ass! you've just noshed off a load of bananas you could have been in there for getting up and down right here I go brilliant me about to strut magnificently into oh, the you have to squash it with your bum of course yeah, you yeah. have to, because we're setting this record properly, Matt. Play the game. Play by the rules. OK, come on, we've got to do it quickly. It's the most in one minute, yes, Craig? Yep. Have I got to blow it up? Can't yeah, I have someone else to do that? No, you, oh, you blow up. <laughs> what a diva. What? Blow up and sit on it, then blow up again. So, as right, many what? times as you can in one minute. Right, as many times. spit in it, because remember, they clog up when they get wet. They clog up with spit. We all know that from childhood. Right, kids? OK, so here I go now. Farting my way into the Guinness Book of Records. Nick, our producer, is holding the microphone before me. Uh, to, oh, no, I've got so inflate move and it, then... Move his chair, Nick, because right. his headphone lead is going to fall over. I will not fall over. No, 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 no move it that way. That move it that way, because his lead. What, the lead's too taut. Thank you, Matt. You've been the beneath my here. bloody wings, sicking up banana in my feathers. <laughs> there we go, right. So I'll give you three, two, one, and then... Practice. 
Okay. Do, do, do you want to just check it works, actually? Just oh, yeah, all right, I'll just check it. There's no point in mucking about <laughs> when you're going in the Guinness World Records. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got a feeble pigeon breath, mate. I'm like Brian Blessed blowing this up. With a little Fuck! This is quite hard, actually. <laughs> Hold on, this is a good job we've done this practice, isn't it? I know, because that's, you've, mate, got, you've got, got bloody a good training. the opening open. I'm old now, and I've had practice in this sort of area. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's my skills coming off. Right, so this is just a practice one. <laughs> 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 Lovely. Okay, so I just sat on it and it was one. Hold on, let me just. That wasn't one even one. You, that's not inflated. He can't do it. He cannot do it. Hold on. Jealous. What's because you failed to get in the record book. It's very difficult to blow up a whoopee cushion and sit on it. He can't well, blow it up. It's broken. Give it to me. Matthew, don't try and snide your way into the record books the same way you snided your way in this radio show. <laughs> Give me that. No way. Hold, look at him all eager. But you can't blow it up. Look. <laughs> You're just blowing at it's it. Broken. You're blowing at Hold it. On. You're supposed to blow the bloody thing up. <laughs> Look, I think this right, is give it to me. Please give it. You give us Russ, a moody thing. Give us it to right, me. Right, there's a hole oh, in no. it. It was the corrupt thing. Of course thing. there's a hole in it. That's where the farts Not come out. Not since Jesse Owens triumphed in Berlin in 1936 <laughs> has an athlete been so discouraged as I was give just it. then. It's broke. It's Not broke. another one. Of course it is. There's a bleeding hole in it, Matthew. What do you think that is? Scotch mist. Look, I bet there. I could blow that up. It's a, it give me a moody cushion. I can't get in the record books with that. Look, all right, we'll do it next. Oh, next God, look. We've got, all right, do you want to go here? Yeah. Oh, no, it's just whole, coming out. You can see the hole. There's a hole um, in it. What in the actual? Just BBC Radio Two <laughs> online on digital <laughs> and on AJ to ninety one FM. Just moments ago, we were talking um, about tape. how the media it's is keeping you spellbound by feeding disinformation. Yeah, yeah. Now dusty. we're blowing up. Bloody whoopee cushions. You could have bought two, Craig. You've mugged well, us right off well that rightful record. <laughs> that was our record by rights. Well, hold on. Even if I've done it once, I'm still in. I just did one and three. Well, hold on. Let's do it then. <laughs> well, it's the record for using a broken whoopee cushion and you got one out of it. Yeah. So, in I go, it, right? You've slashed it with your horrible little razor buttocks. <laughs> <laughs> My buttocks? Your bony little dot-cotton bum. My <laughs> bottom is gorgeous and round like a porcelain doll's. It's like, like a... hard, a cold. No, loveless. inviting, delicious, a work of art. Oh, why do you want to invite people in with your bum? <laughs> to have a look round to sing us a song to make me feel special on a birthday, wrong. OK, there's that. Right, G, are you going to say, oh, we don't care about records, we're going to overthrow the government soon once we get our act together, aren't we, though? I'm for throw the government, of course we will. You bloody well will overthrow the government, young man, who she will sit in a back room and eat bananas till your dying day, and I shall see it done <laughs> because I'll be in charge. Right, inviting now the pint laureate of this show, it's the incredible, it's the amazing, Girls loving men want to be him. It's Mr. G! <laughs> okay, this poem is called Stormy Weather. If the winds were to call up and request a small order of caution, surely with dancing cabaret monkeys we'd be obliged to launch them a portion. If the clouds could text an invitation to your dreams, would you project to break records for the bananas you eat? To be or not to be, guilty of buckle envy. Uncle UFO was impressed, you know, by a quick Hamlet soliloquy. There's been no whoopee cushion filling, but new jingles are jingling, and now David Icke says what he likes with revolutionary, th revolutionary thinking. If the rain were to email in an attempt to hail us all as successes, though sometimes we we fail. Matt's razor's been trimming and Wogan's now squinting. You've been listening to Russell Brand, the original tit milk vic victim. Yes, there it is. There are a couple of errors.
Ferris, but he's still a record-breaking poet. There's records everywhere. There's so many records we bought a try, and we're smashing them like a Greek wedding. Plates going off, you know, something like that. Have that image in your brain. Right, OK, the show is nearly over. What a fantastic show it's been. I'd like to thank David Ike. What do you mean? Mega Farter, that is the name of that whoopee cushion that for a moment was given such incredible reverence while we tried to get into the record books. Thanks to everyone that's contributed to our show. Sorry if we didn't get around to your emails. Thank you for your questions and contributions. Matt, have you, did you feel better from your record-breaking attempt? I feel right, actually, but I'm a bit annoyed that my tea is now consisted of three bananas. That's all you're having? Anymore. No, what do you have for tea tonight? Just bananas again, dear. <laughs> yeah, you're living like someone who's bonkers at the end of rationing. Greg, when, how are we going to get in the record? You come back. Soon. Every week. Oh, we've got to get in there. Year. I've got hmm? a box of these in the office. I'll bring in the box the next time. I'll send you some tomorrow. You All right. Practice. And we'll yeah, film yeah. it and we'll smash that record. We'll have you on the phone. We'll That's smash it. it in the Isle of Wight, yeah? We'll get Ikey to help. He'll be up for it, won't he? Yeah, Mind you, he might not want his name to get his book of records just for that and make him seem to undermine him. him. Of course it will. We don't mind about stuff like that. Our revolution's going to be a right, royal, rollicking laugh. So, uh, is there anything else I should be wrapping up? Oh, we didn't get to ring Noel Gallagher. Should I try and ring him now? See if he's there. Yeah, you've got a minute. I'll just try him on my mobile. Oh, oh Christ, my headphones nearly pulled my brain out. <laughs> Hold on a minute, see if he's one of these people that's Dick kindly sent the text message. Noel Gallagher. Hello, Russell. We'll have to give it a miss tonight, mate. Baby's playing up. Sorry, by which I happen to know he means Liam Gallagher, his brother, <laughs> who he still gives delicious tip milk on an hourly basis to keep the Oasis legacy really alive. Baby's playing up. Yeah, it just probably means it's tired or it's teething or saying the babies do. I don't know what they get up to, crazy little guys. They're right as rain in my book. Discipline the nanny. <laughs> Most likely, I imagine all sorts goes off. Well, get a good show, isn't it, Matt? Brilliant, actually. Especially if you think how ill I was last week. We didn't get in the good... By God, we came close to getting in that Guinness Book of Records, didn't we? Close, very, very close. Next time, I'm sure. We'll get in there next time, It'll because be we'll f bloody well rig it. Until <laughs> we do get in there, won't we? Let's think of things we're good at, and then attempt those. That's, mm, I know, that's the struggle, isn't it? That's the struggle. What are we good at? I am good at jumping up and clicking meals. I am good at that. G's good at poems. Okay. Mac has had probably more illnesses in the space of a week than anyone you've ever no, met. I'm healthy. He's like a, a bloody ward. You did the show laying on your back. Yeah, perfect. because I was so... When I got home, I was really sick. If you'd have been as ill as I was, you would not seen Sight and Sounder. You'd have been off, mate. You'd have been brown bread. I've done this show like that. I've done this show like that. <laughs> why, where, why are you not in the Guinness Book of Records? Because of a failure to eat a few <laughs> simple bananas. <laughs> what a miserable <laughs> excuse for a man. Right, will you pledge that you'll do that next week, the banana What, bananas? Yeah. Fine. I had one banana, made a lot less fuss of it. That's a third of the world record already. Anyone can have one banana. Can they, mate? Or does it take a special someone, a certain something, to <laughs> eat a banana, making me a tip-top lovely fella? Right, OK, this programme's nearly over now. You've been listening to Russell Brand. Thank you for all your contributions. Do join us next week when we're going to be live from the Isle of Wight. David Icke's going to be with us again. We'll get Noel Gallagher on the phone, and we will get in the Guinness World of Records somehow by doing something that Matt doesn't want to do. Let's just get you in that book of records. Thank you for listening. We actually love you with actual love. That's why we will successfully one day overthrow the old government. This is BBC Radio 2 online on digital and on 88 to 91 FM. Da, 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 miss us some news.